Want to put her in the mood? Watch a horror movie. When we're scared, our brains pump out dopamine. The same chemical we release when we're aroused. So fear really makes girls wet. Told you. It's like with the paint cans. Oh, my God. Are we seriously back to the paint can debate? I ended that last week. I was unconvinced. No, 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 no. We looked it up. That ER doctor said that the paint can would have smashed the robber's face in. Hey there, it's Rose from the future. I realized because we were doing such a new format, we forgot a couple of things that we normally include in the introduction. So I'm going to go ahead and do that real quick, and then we'll get into the actual podcast. So the intro clip is just a small little taste of how disgusting <laughs> these 12-year-olds are. So... That's why I chose that. You're welcome. We forgot to do the trigger warnings. So I have the trigger warnings as kidnapping, murder, unwanted sexual contact slash harassment. Like they play truth or dare and they they grope the babysitter. And she obviously doesn't want it, but it also wasn't. I didn't think it could be considered assault. So unwanted sexual harassment. There's also children drinking, smoking, cursing, and 12-year-olds just being general little shits. So if you're not into that, don't watch this. Anyway, I'm gonna take it back to the past and enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Not A Final Girl podcast. Why Not A Final Girl? Because she always dies first. I just want to say thank you, everybody, for your patience. I know it's been a really long time since the last episode. That's because the podcast is going through a lot of changes right now. First and foremost, I am now introducing my co-host, Janet. Woohoo! Yay. I'm excited to be here, guys. I, I've i known Rose for a very long time, and she has always been great at describing movies to me. So I think that this is just going to be an amazing experience, and I think everybody's just going to have a blast with it because... Our commentary is absolutely hilarious, and I cannot wait <laughs> to see where this goes. <laughs> oh, stop it, you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she's been my, my BFF for a long time, and I'm glad that she decided to join me because I had some comments that when it was just me, like, it was entertaining but really long, but I'm a blabbermouth, so I expected that. I'm here to cut her short. <laughs> <laughs> incorrect it's still gonna be two hours long don't don't listen to her we want to wish everyone happy holidays uh i hope everyone had a good thanksgiving whether you celebrate it or not have a good christmas hanukkah new year's like anything and everything celebrating right now hope you have a good one yes please have a merry christmas happy kwanzaa happy hanukkah Happy New Year. That's coming up, too. Can't forget New Year's. I said New Year's. Didn't I? I don't know. I just felt like I needed to include it in there because <laughs> it felt it felt like it gets missed a lot. New Year's is a great holiday. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's <laughs> totally fair. So we decided to... I was going to do Willy's Wonderland, uh, and then we started trying to do Willy's Wonderland, and as much as I love that movie... It's not going to happen. So we're just going to go ahead and skip that. And now we're doing a Christmas-themed horror movie just to get everyone in the mood, you know? Gotta get that holiday spirit. Ho holiday spirit. The horror day spirit? <laughs> okay. This movie, 
doesn't even really have anything to do with Christmas. Christmas is just the time of year that it's happening. Oh, we love we love a horror movie that is just based around the time of year. It's great. Yeah, like Christmas plays no integral part to this movie at all. Oh, I also want to let everyone know we're changing up how the podcast is going a little bit. So Janet has only seen the trailer for the movie. She has not seen the movie yet. Only I have seen the movie. I have all the notes. And basically, I'm going to describe the movie to her and see what she thinks. And then before the next episode, she will watch the movie and she will let you guys know what she thought of the movie next episode. Not that I'm going to watch it by myself. I'm for sure going to force my boyfriend to watch it with me because who would watch it by themselves? Come on. I watched it by myself. I mean, you wouldn't have to. <laughs> but the pod- I watched it. <laughs> She's out here fucking doxing me on the podcast. This bitch. I mean, you could have you could have asked your boyfriend to watch it with you. No, I couldn't have. He wouldn't have watched this and he was working. Yeah, well, that's true. all right (laughs) jesus christ let's get into this so it is a 2016 psychological horror it is rated r i'm assuming for the dialogue mostly because they honestly didn't show that much of the kills or even the bodies after the kills like it was it was mostly just these 12 year olds being fuckheads oh my god of course (laughs) Like, for real. So, uh, Janet can attest to this. Based on the trailer, we both went into this movie expecting, like, Home Alone meets horror. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, the way that they portrayed this was these two kids are, like, someone's breaking into the house and they gotta defend the house from something. So, it honestly, genuinely looks like Home Alone, but... I don't know. From the way she's been talking about how it's completely different, I, I think we're in for a treat. I think we're in for a surprise. Yeah, it's definitely not Home Alone meets horror. It's fucked up. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But yeah, even based on the movie description, the the way the movie sounds is it's like there's a breaking and entering around Christmas and the babysittering like kid have to set up a bunch of traps and shit. Like that's literally the way they make it sound. It's not. It's nothing like that. So this was directed by Chris Peckover. It was also co-written by Chris and Zach Kahn. The budget was $3 million. The box office was only $188,756. Wow. $3 million versus $188,000? That's, that's yeah. unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. I wonder what the $3 million went into. Well, so I have a fun fact about this. So the movie was originally to be shot in South Carolina with a budget of 500000 That That seems more like what box office got. Yeah, that's what makes more sense. But what happened is this Australian producer, Brett Thornquist, offered the $3 million budget for them to shoot in Australia because Chris Peckover's mother is a native Australian. Oh... I guess that kind of makes sense. 
Yeah, so it went from a 500,000 USA movie to a 3 million Australian movie. Um, I'm not sure if the box office was Australia and USA or if it was just Australia, but I know it didn't do well. <laughs> right. And to be honest, in 2016, I'd never heard of this movie, so... <laughs> I mean, I'd never heard of anything until you brought it up, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I just found it on Peacock, too. Like, <laughs> Gotta love the obscure horror movies. I mean, that's what we're supposed to be covering, though, right? <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, though, the general rating consensus is pretty average. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics uh, gave it an 89% with an average 6.9 out of 10 rating. Audience was at 64%. Metacritic, we have 67 out of 100. And IMDb, we have 6.5 out of 10. So they're all right in that same general area. Right, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and the reviews were like, it's not fantastic, but it like it's a fun little quirky movie to watch, which I disagree. <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to be honest before we get it. I hate this movie. <laughs> Before we get it, I hate it. I hated it. it. It's not for me. It's just not my kind of movie. I gotta ask, is there a lot of plot holes like previous movies we've watched together? Mm, no, there's not so much plot holes. Okay, well that's good. I mean, that's what we complain about the most. <laughs> that's, no, that's totally fair. I, I, think, I think there's like one major question I have about the movie that I'm like, what the fuck? But like, for the most part, I just didn't enjoy the direction it went. I would have immensely enjoyed it if it had turned out to be the movie as advertised. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So the advertising versus what actually came in the movie was what bugged you the most. Yeah, absolutely. If it had literally been Home Alone meets Horror, I would have had so much fun with it. Oh, yeah. I get that. So we have a pretty small cast because, like we said, it turned out to be not that big of a movie. We have Ashley, who's the babysitter, played by Olivia Dejonge. I think that's how you pronounce that. I don't Pronunciation know. question mark? <laughs> <laughs> we have the main 12-year-old Luke, who's played by Levi Miller. His friend Garrett, played by Ed Oxenbold, which is a pretty cool name, honestly. Yeah, for real. We have uh, Ricky, who is Ashley's boyfriend, uh, he's played by, I think it's supposed to be a Alex McKick. It auto-corrected to Alex's. <laughs> so maybe it's Alexis. We're going to say Alex McKick. Jeremy, who is her ex-boyfriend, is played by Dacre Montgomery. And then the parents, Robert Lerner and Deandra Lerner, are played by Patrick Warburton and Virginia Madden, who to, uh, I believe to be, like, the two most recognizable stars in this film. I was going to say, their names are the ones that sound the most familiar to me. Correct. If And when you see them, you'll recognize them. I have a hard, I have a hard time describing and placing people. Listen, I have that conversation with my boyfriend all the time. I'm like, hey... Who do I know that person from? And he's like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, you're not helpful. You're the one that knows movies. Like, come on now. that That's like if I asked Rose who someone was and she's like, I don't know. 
But wait, we both IMDb people together anyway, so. We, I, (laughs) if it's not an Anne Hathaway or Sandra Bullock, I I have to IMDb to remember. (laughs) (laughs) We only know the big names, it's fine. (laughs) Listen, it's fine, I don't. I have a feeling throughout this whole series we're going to end up hearing a lot of similar actor names throughout the different horror movies, because there's a lot of actors who have several different horror movies under their belt. That's fair, but a lot of the horror movies I've seen actually don't have a lot of crossover, just because I think it's really easy to get unknown actors to come be in a horror movie. Oh yeah, well that's for sure too. It's always fun to see the horror movies that have well-known actors too, though. Like, it was fun watching Willy's because of... um, Nicolas Cage. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. And there are a bunch of horror movies that have very famous people in it, which are great watches. But I do genuinely like a lot of the unknown actors, too. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with you. Because they either turn out to be hidden gems or they turn out to be so horrifically bad that you just love it. (laughs) So horrifically bad, all you can do is laugh through the whole movie. (laughs) A.K.A. Birdemic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is also movie. on peacock <laughs> it is on peacock <laughs> that movie though bruh are you ready to get into this movie let's go so <laughs> immediately we the movie intro it's playing christmas music so much christmas music in this movie which again it's just the time of year like christmas has nothing to do with the movie so there's there's Christmas music playing. There's a girl building a snowman. Some chubby asshole kid knocks her snowman down with a bat for, like, no reason. And so she chases the kid with one of the stick arms and the carrot nose screaming, you dumb fucker. Oh, my gosh. Like, what a way to start. <laughs> Just immediately have these kids... Cussing and screaming and destroying property. Like, what the fuck? Well, it's not, no, it's not even the kids that we're following. Oh, no. It's just two other random kids. (laughs) I don't, they do both still look like they're like 10 or 12, so I don't fucking know. It's not, it's not a Christmas horror movie unless the neighbor kids are running a menace. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. It's like in Jack Frost when his son fucking makes him oatmeal with antifreeze. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, fuck that kid. He's 10 years old. He knows better. He was trying to kill his dad. For real. Oh my gosh. There's no way. (laughs) So it looks like a, a pretty classic suburban neighborhood. You know, lots of double-decker houses decorated with lights and and the like reindeer and shit like that very white white suburban area i always like to call those neighborhoods cookie cutter neighborhoods because all the houses look the same that's fair that's actually there's a horror movie i watched actually that um called vivarium and literally part part of the premise of the movie is that they go into a neighborhood where every single house looks the same and they can't escape out of it. Oh my god, that sounds terrifying. That just... Could you imagine being trapped in white suburbia? Like, oh my god. Oh no. I'd rather die. (laughs) 
I'd just I'd rather die for life. <laughs> Go skate. There's a reason I say I wouldn't survive. <laughs> I'm not a final girl because my ass is grass. Twenty five eight. I'm done. I'd follow you into the depths of hell, friend. <laughs> <laughs> So we see Ashley, the babysitter, is in her car on the phone with her mom. She's talking about how she's supposed to be packing, but the learners asked her to babysit. And we don't hear the mom's response, but Ashley's like, I'm not sneaking off to see Ricky. So obviously the mom was like, yeah, whatever, bullshitter. And then um, for no fucking reason, she almost runs over a black cat. No, not the black cat. That's bad luck. I know. She slams to a stop, and these carolers look at her all disgusted, and she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I apologize. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) And then she just keeps driving, and then we see this, like, black SUV start following her very suspiciously. And they even play the, like, dun-dun-dun music. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) That SUV never comes back into play. Oh. <laughs> what was it for then? I don't fucking know to be misleading. Oh my gosh. So. <laughs> now we're in the learner's house. It's very beautifully decorated, to be honest. And like, because they're showing the like outside, they have like all of the trees are wrapped in lights. They have the like sleigh with the reindeer lights up on the roof like it's actually very gorgeous very tasteful not overly done and uh if it wasn't real snow if that was all fake snow they they did that very beautifully as well because it looked like a real christmas time house wow i love looking at the snow never being in it though so if it looks like real snow i bet you i bet you it's not (laughs) that's fair Fuck snow. <laughs> for real. <laughs> as, as, as Coloradans. <laughs> for real. As Coloradans, snow. please, like, everyone else take the snow. Especially, <laughs> uh, just please take it. <laughs> so, we see one kid, uh, who we learn is Garrett, is doing... Okay, so... For <laughs> I didn't know that they were 12 at first. I thought they were probably 13, 14. And you'll see in my notes, I keep referring to them as such until later on. I'm literally like, I fucking looked it up and they're literally 12. Oh my gosh. So. You know a movie doesn't do very well describing their characters when the person thinks they're the age they're not. (laughs) Well, I just... Almost the whole movie, they don't act as 12-year-olds, but they don't act adult either. I see what you're saying. Like, I definitely would have took them for, like, 14. Mm, okay. I gotcha. But they're they're literal children. They're 12 years old. You're literally a child. A child. No. A, a child. So... So the one kid is doing classic 13-year-old shit-talking while he's playing a game. We learn that it's Garrett. Um, <laughs> he's actually playing The Forest. Oh, you know that game? I do know that game. I've played that game. It's actually a terrifying horror game. If you would ever like to watch me play it, uh, I'll play it for you. <laughs> it's got cannibals. 
and you have to build your house, you have to survive in the woods, and as you survive for longer periods of time, the cannibals get worse, and they get bigger groups, and they climb trees, which I found out recently from getting a PC, because oh, oh god. my god, they are <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> I'm sure. Jesus. Well, so he's, he's fucking playing the forest, and he's literally screaming, like, die, cannibal, die. <laughs> And I the, <laughs> I just sat there and I was like, did they pay the people who made the forest or did the forest get free advertising or did they pay to be in the movie? Like, Because remember, this is 2016. I'm trying to remember when the forest came out. Well, I'm try- I just I feel like the forest didn't become popular till like 2018. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it was a not a very popular game at first. So I, I wonder if that was like free advertising or I just thought it was interesting. I thought the forest was an interesting choice for a game. Yeah, for real. That is an interesting choice because I've only heard it from like one of my friends previously. I mean, I've I've seen a bunch of YouTubers play it, but like. Wait, you said the movie was released in 2016? Yeah. The game was released in 2018. But he was playing the forest. Uh, what? <laughs> maybe he had a beta version. Uh, maybe it was a beta version. Who knows? That's so crazy. <laughs> but like, no, for real. I, I just called looked 2018. I just looked it up. It says, it says the forest came out in April 30th of 2018 was the release well, I date. Called, I called 2018, but this movie was released in 2016. That's so crazy. Oh my gosh. That's really weird. I didn't even know that. That's really weird. Horror movies predicting time fence forever. <laughs> <laughs> so we see the other kid who we learn is Luke is reading a... <sighs> Jesus Christ. From here on out, I'm upset. <laughs> just, just a warning. She says, just to preface this, I'm mad. <laughs> the Luke is reading a fucking article on how to get a girl in the mood. You're 12. <laughs> Correct. Bro, wait I'm a mad. minute. That makes me mad. Hang on a second. No. no. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah, at 12 you start exploring shit like that, but not like, not like that. Not, not only is he reading an article, he's reading it in Maxim. I don't know what that means, to be honest. Well, really? Yeah. It's like a very well-known, like, like semi-pornographic oh, okay. magazine. Oh, okay. Almost like, almost like Playboy Bunny. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like reading it on his tablet. And of course, one of the main suggestions is like a horror movie. Because you, when you're watching a horror movie, you release dopamine when you're scared, which is the same chemical that's used when they're turned on. So they won't know if they're scared or turned on. Oh my God. (laughs) What are you teaching these? Oh, what are you teaching these kids? No. Then I get even more pissed because I think Luke says it to Garrett and I quote, fear makes girls wet. Excuse me, what? <laughs> I'm horrified. Oh my <laughs> god, that's horrified. terrible. I, who wrote the script for this movie? Dude, I, <laughs> I can tell you actually. Chris Peck over Zach Oh Kahn. my gosh, that's so crazy. I 
I these these twelve year olds pissed me off this entire fucking movie. I can't. I cannot even count how many times in my script I say they're fucking children. <laughs> Fuck them kids. Seriously. <laughs> So we hear them say that they've been having a paint can debate and it turns out that they're having the paint can debate from Home Alone where people argue that when the burglar gets hit in the face with the paint can, he should have died. Why should... I've never heard this argument. You haven't? No, I've never heard this argument. This, This is literally like a classic debate for Home Alone. Basically, one of the traps that happens is like a giant fucking paint can gets released and swings directly into the burglar's face. And right, it right, like, right. I remember the scene. Right. So it knocks him over. And the debate is, is a can that big and going at that velocity should have caused actual damage, not just knocked him over. And so there's been a debate on whether or not in real life the burglar should have actually died. Wow, I've never heard this debate before. That's so crazy. But I understand why there's a debate about it. Because, like, in one side, I'm like, oh, you know, the can big enough, all this other stuff. Yeah, maybe he broke his nose. But then on the other side of the debate, they're like, oh, yeah, well, if it hits that hard, like, that would cause some, like, irreparable damage. Which, so I understand both sides of the argument. But, man, I have, I've never heard that argument ever. That's crazy. Yeah, there's, like, if you look it up, people take the time to go through every prank that he pulls to figure out if it's realistic or not and if it would cause serious damage or not. Because, I mean, like, uh, some of the other pranks is, like, the dude gets electrocuted when he touches the doorknob and he steps on a nail and shit like that. Like, and they walk away relatively unfazed. (laughs) I mean, I hope he's got his tetanus shot. Oh, God (laughs) forbid. (laughs) (laughs) Again, these these kids are 12 years old. And, uh... Garrett is wearing weed socks. And <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Wait, I need some weed socks. Hang on. <laughs> He's dissing on Luke and he talks about how his brother gave him a joint and he wants to smoke it. Oh no. Listen, I don't I don't like weed personally, but I'm not against it. Unless you're a oh, no. literal child. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. That's that's the only that is the only time she's ever been against it. I can I can from personal experience I can tell you that because like the whole like your brain doesn't actually stop developing until you're like twenty three, twenty four, and marijuana is not a super dangerous drug, but it can hinder your development if you s- just smoke a shit ton of it when you're twelve. Yeah, no, that's a for sure fact. Yeah, yeah, not recommended. No, <laughs> don't please don't. <laughs> Un- Please don't. Unless, uh, like, you're medically cleared to do so. Yes, if you are medically cleared to do so, like, it is, you're using it for its intended medical purpose, okay, cool, but... But don't just smoke to smoke when you're still a baby. Your shit's still developing. Let it... Get get smart before you get dumb. <laughs> I... <laughs> what, what a way to put it. <laughs> That's the perfect way to put it. What do you mean? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So, another classic trope. We see that Luke is obviously got the major hots for the babysitter. Oh, classic. Classic trope. Right. Like, this this whole time, 
you know, him and Garrett are discussing, like, the reason he was reading the article is about trying to get Ashley to, like, do something with him tonight. That's not, that's not how that works, buddy. I don't know if anybody told you, but... <laughs> well, I also, I said, you know, which, having a crush is fine and understandable. Everyone's had a crush on someone they shouldn't have a crush on. Right. But if they actually end up together, it's fucking disgusting. Because, again, he's 12. But depending on how old she is. Uh... So, I thought she was 19 at first. She's mm-hmm. actually 17. Okay, that's not as bad, but that's still It's still disgusting. Gross. Yeah. It's borderline illegal. Yeah, She's less like, than a year away from it being illegal. Right, but like very illegal. Very, very illegal. And I, I'm sorry, but if you're 17 and you're dating a 12-year-old, like that's like dating a younger sibling. Like That's yeah. not okay. That's gross. That's gross. That's <laughs> they have to... I think... I, it. My rule has always been, if you're in high school, you have to date a high schooler. Yeah. If you want to date a freshman, date a freshman, but they have to be in the same school. If you're dating a middle schooler, there's something seriously wrong with you. Yeah, that's... No. Just... Yeah. Let's not. (laughs) Exactly. That I was like, if if this movie ends up with them together, I would be pissed. (laughs) For real, though, that's disgusting. So... Garrett's talking about Luke getting some ass, literally. <laughs> getting, getting some, some ass. ass. Yep, they're they're All great right. kids. Okay, <laughs> wonder wonder where they learned this language from. <laughs> mm. And but then they turn to discover Mrs. Lerner is in the doorway. Of listening. course, <laughs> of course. And I literally just wrote, "So glad I'm not the parent to a horny teenage son in this moment." <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna stay with my statement. Fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Garrett tries to tries to smoothly instead of saying ass, he tries to change it to assignment <laughs> <laughs> or assessment. I'm like, dude, you're not. <laughs> I don't think that worked. Parents aren't dumb, sir. <laughs> you think we was born yesterday? <laughs> Yeah, so she was just, you know, basically, like, going over a quick couple rules, you know, like, bed by 11 and shit like that. Um, Because it turns out that her and her husband are going to a, I think it's like a company Christmas party. Her company Christmas party. Ah, okay. A lot more classic Christmas music playing. And um, I think I would classify them as having a rocky marriage. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Because so Mrs. Lerner comes down the stairs and tells Mr. Lerner to shut the shit off because she has a migraine talking about the Christmas music. And then Mr. Lerner produces some ornaments and is asking why they weren't hung up on the Christmas tree. And he pulls out, like, a pair of... They look like red pumps. And I think they're supposed to be, like, Dorothy's red shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. And she literally asks him if he sucked cock in college and is, like, gay. What does that have to do with the shoes? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she's literally being like, are you gay? Did you, like, suck cock in college? Are you sure that you're not harboring some deep, dark secret? All because he wants to hang up these, like, feminine ornaments. 
which you don't see them all. You only see the pair of shoes, but the box looks like it's mm. uh, almost like Disney princess themed. But I don't, I don't know for sure. Um, which to be fair, uh, I learned, I learned a couple years ago that Dorothy's red shoes are actually a big gay icon. Oh, really? I didn't know that either. <laughs> I didn't know that until I was watching Mrs. Maisel and she made a joke about it. And apparently it's like a thing. Hmm. I, I was like, oh, okay. So maybe him wanting to put up Dorothy's shoes is what prompted that. But I don't know. I That's still just a really weird <laughs> way to talk to your husband. Yeah, it seems like a big jump to make about a pair of shoes ornament like... Okay. Yeah. So then he tries to say that the ornaments are, he says metrosexual, and she says it's metro, metrosexual. And he goes, I'm allowed to like gay things. Where is this conversation going? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm sitting there like, what's happening? And are we having this conversation in front of the kids? Like, holy crap. No, the kids are still upstairs. They're downstairs now. That makes a lot of sense. What is this? <laughs> what does this have to do with the movie? <laughs> so then all of a sudden we cut back to the kids and Garrett pulls this machine out from under Luke's bed and he calls it the fetus machine. Uh, what? Yeah. <sighs> when he clicks play, <laughs> it seems to play a clip of a heartbeat like underwater as if simulating that you're still in the uterus. Are these kids okay? I don't think so. (laughs) I'm concerned. (laughs) I'm very much concerned. Because Garrett's like, do you still sleep with this? And he grabs it and like ignores the question, which obviously means he does. Right. You want to still sleep with a blankie? Okay, but like... What? (laughs) Yeah, that's... That's slightly concerning, friend. He, uh, he, He might need some help. So I was on Mr. Lerner's side, okay? I was on his side until this interaction. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So Ashley shows up. He opens the door, and he immediately is like, like, you're stunning. Uh, Okay. Who just answers the door like that? What? (laughs) That's fine. Whatever. I can... (laughs) If they have a close enough relationship, I can give that a pass. He... Asks her about moving, um, and we learn that the reason that she should be packing is because in a few days she's heading to Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. That's fine as well. But then he side-eyes her and says, did I give you permission? (laughs) I don't remember asking to be your... (laughs) And she just kind of... She kind of side-eyes him back, and then they, like both start laughing so again i don't know if it's just they have a close relationship that she's been the babysitter for a long time or what the fuck's happening because it was a lot i don't i don't feel like that's a normal conversation that a babysitter and their employer have um no (laughs) (laughs) that feels like a a conversation i would have with just like a friend Uh, maybe like, I, I would joke around with you and be like, did I give you permission? The fuck? I mean, yeah, but I'm not just a friend. Fair. You, th- fair. That's, yeah, you right. I know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I literally wrote, sir, this is like a 19-year-old. Who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> For real, though. Like, talk about the previous, talk about your kids. Oh, now I know where the kids get it from. Oh, so, no. <laughs> like I said, she takes it in stride, and they obviously have, like, a very comfortable relationship. So I, she, she must have been the babysitter for a while now. Um, all of a sudden, the mom, like, appears and is talking about her new carpet and, like, don't fucking ruin it. And then she... What does she the mom think she's going to do? <laughs> what? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> she says something about Luke sleepwalking, but is... So, like, she says something about Luke sleepwalking, but then we're immediately interrupted by Garrett, who is snooping through the medicine cabinet and holding, like, a handful of pills. This child is going to kill himself, bro. Like, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> I know. And she just looks at him. He's like, oh, I'm just looking for itch cream because my shoulder. And I'm like, what? And the mom just goes, it's on the top shelf. And then just closes the door. Yeah, we're just not going to ask any further questions. It's fine. Just just the one question? Okay. It's not her child. Where it's- are this kid's parents? <laughs> down, down the street, I guess. I don't <laughs> fucking know. I just wrote... These kids are a mess. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Absolute disaster. And, but then all of a sudden she's, you know, talking through, like, he's been sleepwalking. Don't forget to give him his sleep medication and all of this shit. And I was like, why the fuck does Luke need sleep medication? That's what's causing the sleepwalking. Yeah, Because, like, I literally take sleep medication and the psychiatrist asks you if you sleepwalk because it will make it worse. He literally told me people die because they sleepwalk while they're on meds and end up getting into their car and driving and getting in an accident or they just like walk out into the freezing winter and just die because they don't have any fucking clothes or shoes on or anything. Holy crap. That's actually kind of terrifying. There was there was an episode of one of my favorite shows about that and I was confused as to where they were going with it, but that makes so much more sense. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah cuz I just recently uh, switched sleep meds and my psychiatrist specifically was like, "Do you sleepwalk? Because if you do, you need to watch out because this will make it worse and you might just leave." Oh he said gosh. if you sleepwalk and you're on this, you should make your partner hide your keys so you don't can't get in your car right yeah oh my gosh i can't imagine i was like that's terrifying bro yeah for real i want to sleep but not that bad man i made the terrifying realization the other day that when medication says that you're not supposed to operate heavy machinery they're not talking about like a forklift they're talking about your car oh yeah <laughs> and i oh, I've, i never I've thought always about known that. that i never thought about that but i was just always thinking i'm like oh yeah i'm not operating a forklift i'll be fine what do you mean <laughs> No, I've always known they meant a car, because I've always been scared of cars. I literally didn't learn to drive until I was 18. Oh, no, I remember that, because we had that one time where we had to drive all the way down from college to my parents' house to go pick up my car. That was a terrifying experience for the both of us. We almost died. (laughs) We did almost die. (laughs) 
we were on a road in the middle of nowhere on a road that no longer existed on Google Maps. Yeah, we had to take a back road because <laughs> she was so new to driving. She was scared of the highway. I was scared which, of the highways. <laughs> which, don't get me wrong, I understand. I get it. The highway's terrifying. Plus, plus going through big cities on the highways, absolutely terrifying as well. So oh, I get it. Fuck yeah. I get it. But uh, that road trip <laughs> scared me into allowing highways. It's very true, very true, because we were, it was, like, middle of the night, pitch black, this road didn't have any lights on it, like, oh my god, terrifying experience. I'm about to run out of gas, and I'm sitting here like, we're in the fucking walking dead, like, we're about to die. (laughs) We're on the phone, because we're in two different cars, and she's like, there's gonna be a zombie that pops out of nowhere, and I'm like, no, there's not, it's fine. (laughs) Like, you don't know, they'll strike from anywhere. The mom uses an old school warning system to see if he's sleepwalking or not. She puts a pencil on his doorknob. So if the pencil falls and hits the wood floor, then they know that he's like leaving his room. Is it a circle doorknob or like a handle doorknob? Because the circle, I feel like the pencil would just fall off. I can't remember. (laughs) I feel like it's circle, but she like balances it against the door jam. Oh, I see what you mean. So, like, you stand it upright and then it balances against the door jam. I got you. So she shows Ashley the pencil thing, but then she hides the pencil under the rug that's, like, in the hallway in front of the bedroom door. I don't. She probably does it so Luke doesn't see. But she had it in a desk drawer before. She could have just showed her where it was and Ashley could have gotten it later. Yeah, that's true. But they also zoom in on it, so obviously it is importante. Remember it for later. Muy importante. Correct. So, Garrett leaves. Mom and Dad leave. I swear to God, (laughs) Mr. Lerner goes out of his way to piss the mom off. I feel like that's just a husband thing to do, though. Maybe. (laughs) And... I think she just, like, hates Christmas or some shit. Because he's wearing, like, a fucking, like, Christmas tie. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a snowman tie. And she's literally, like, roasting him about it. Like, she's like, she's like, don't fucking do this. Don't do this. Get, get rid of the tie. And so he, like, takes it off and chucks it into the house. And then pulls a different colored snowman tie out of his pocket. Hell yeah. <laughs> And he says, always be prepared. (laughs) And she's like, I fucking hate you. (laughs) The husband said, I love Christmas. You cannot ruin my Christmas spirit, bitch. (laughs) I literally wrote, I literally wrote, I genuinely can't fucking tell if they love or hate each other. True love, I guess. (laughs) It's a love-hate relationship. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) And and the, when they're walking to the car, she's literally like, don't fucking embarrass me like you did last year. I swear to God. I'm like, what's happening? And in the back of his head, he's like, I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So they, it's just Ashley and Luke at this point, And Luke immediately tries to pull out the horror movie card. Of course. Yeah. And she's like... She's like, no, not right now. Go, like, play video games or something. I need to make a call. And he immediately is, like, super upset that... Rejected. 
Like, <laughs> rejected, like, super depressed face. And we see her end up getting on the phone with Ricky, her boyfriend. And it sounds like she was going to sneak out to see Ricky, like her mom had suggested. But then she got called to babysit instead. Mm. She also mentioned something about everything's moving too fast and stuff like that. And again, we know she's moving to Pittsburgh. So I wonder if she's like been wanting to break up with him, but hasn't been able to yet. Ooh, that's an interesting theory. Yeah, and she's kind of avoiding him because like that's awkward, you know? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And then they do a spider jump scare. <laughs> Because a spider suddenly runs across her hand and she flips the fuck out. Ooh, no thank you. I'm good. You can- oh no. <laughs> then she literally forces Luke to take care of it. <laughs> I'm like, makes child take care of it, question mark, question mark, gender roles, anyone? <laughs> I'm like, is it purely because he's a wolf? I'd probably make the child take care of it too, whether it was a boy or a girl. <laughs> fuck that, dude. I done had to deal with that plenty of times when I was a kid. It's your turn now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Luke seems to be like a super sensitive sweetie. He refuses to kill the spider and instead traps it and like drops it on the porch. It's like he wasn't doing anything. He doesn't deserve to die. You know, so he seems like super sweet and sensitive. Uh, then he immediately <laughs> gets basically backhand slapped by her words because she calls him a kiddo oh no yeah oof pulls he the, got hit with the kiddo the, oh kiddo Ugh. talk about a talk about a knife to the back straight through the heart yeah and what's what's worse is she didn't even say it to his face she's saying it to ricky she's still on the phone with ricky but oh. he's in the same room as her so she knows he hears oh the poor kid yeah um they also zoom back in on the spider crawling around the porch so again importante it's coming back the only reason to zoom in on shit like that is because it's coming back the real question is why the spider who the fuck knows i mean you do you've seen the movie no (laughs) so um and then for some reason Ashley starts doing laundry. Like, what babysitter does your laundry? <laughs> well, I mean, I babysat and they asked me to do the kids' laundry. That's fair, but, like, that tends to be more of a nannying job. And it definitely didn't look like Luke's clothes. It looked like a load of towels. Maybe there were towels from under Luke's bed. I just think it's strange. Okay, <laughs> I've never... It is very strange. I've babysat a lot in my life, and I've never had a random babysitter be like, hi, can you do my laundry for me? I only ever babysat for people like I knew or my mom knew or something like that, so it was never, like, if they asked me to do laundry, it was because, like, they were one of my mom's friends or something like that. Well, that's the difference. Yeah, I was like, I never really babysat for random people, but... I mean, it's the same with, like, I dog sit a lot currently, dog slash house sit, and I... I've never house sit at a place where they were like, hi, can you do my laundry? <laughs> like, you're gonna be here all weekend. Yeah, just, I need, I'm gonna need some extra pay, please. <laughs> yeah. I don't get paid yeah. to do laundry, so if you want me to do it, you're gonna need to throw something else in there. It just, it feels strange to me. It's a little strange. 
she's trying to find Luke, who's, like, hiding in disappointment, I guess. Ashley randomly picks up and we zoom in on this ski picture where Luke is wearing just a very weird ski mask. So it's like a regular one that covers your face, has mm. the, like, eye and mouth holes. Yeah. But it also has two, like, horn, like, horns almost kind of poking out of it made of the same material as the hat. Interesting. Like, it's very distinct. Hmm. But again, they did the zoom. Right. So it matters. How many zooms do we got? <laughs> and how, a lot. And how many, and all three of these zooms, how quickly were those done? Because, holy cow. <laughs> they lasted a scene. It zoomed in. <laughs> like, it, they made it lasting. They made it known. We jumped to the living room. She still hasn't found Luke, but she's, like, clicking to the horror movie section, and then they try to jump scare your ass again, because a cork goes whizzing by her head and smacks into a picture frame, like, on the fireplace. And she turns around, and bald-ass boy just starts drinking straight out of a champagne bottle in front of her. Oh my god, who does this kid think he is? What? I exactly and she's like no what the fuck you're no you can't be drinking that give me the bottle and he goes garrett can't hold his liquor but i can who gives a fuck about garrett what you're 12 (laughs) you're 12 you don't need to be drinking anyway what exactly no he's literally like garrett and i have drank a whole bottle of this before and garrett can't hold his liquor It's not even liquor. Champagne ain't even liquor. (laughs) I'm like, he's 12. Of course he can't handle his liquor. Oh my gosh, no. So yeah, this is when I looked up to see how old they really were. Because I was getting really concerned. Okay, good. (laughs) And and I was like, yeah, I fucking looked it up. She's 17 and he's 12. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) So... She takes the bottle from him. She goes to start pouring it down the drain and she gets another call from Ricky. And I was just like, damn, he's fucking clean. (laughs) Clean motherfucker. Damn. She answers and says, like, hanging out tonight isn't happening. And he says something shitty and she's like, fuck you and just hangs up. So, you know, (laughs) it'd be how it'd be. (laughs) So then the house phone rings, which is another classic horror trope. Uh, no one's on the other end, of course. Wait, who still had house phones in 2016? God. <laughs> what does what that have to do with this movie? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. They're rich white suburban households. I feel like rich white suburban households still have Actually, phones. you know what? You're right. I, I did live in a rich white suburban household growing up. And we actually still had a house phone in 2016. So, uh, I don't know why I asked that. <laughs> it's just a thing, man. I don't know. But no one's on the other end. So she just hangs up and they, they're watching some made up slasher movie, whatever. Luke and her both start drinking from the bottle at this point. She like took a, a, a swig of the champagne and Luke was like, how can you say anything to me? You're drinking right now. And she's like, yeah, but I'm 17. You're 12. Like, what the fuck? And <laughs> oh, he goes, yeah. well, I I won't tell if you won't tell. And she's like, fine. So now he's just like, just like swigging this bottle. Like, what the fuck? 
In what world would a babysitter do that? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I, she's moving to Pittsburgh in like three days. Fuck this family. I don't know. It looks like I'm mature for my age. And then he calls her current and ex-boyfriend shitty assholes. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah, but he's really <laughs> outstepping the bounds. Like, I wouldn't let a kid I babysat talk to me this way. I'd be like, you don't know anything. Excuse me, sir. Uh, like, who, no. Who the fuck you think you are? <laughs> Calm down. Last time I checked, you're still in middle school. <laughs> so she's kind of looking at him like, what the fuck? And then he's talking about how he doesn't understand... Like, she could have any guy that she wanted. Why is she going out with assholes and stuff? And she, of course, is like, Ricky has a sweet side. You know, like... Oh, of course. He's not just a dick or anything. I can't tell if she realizes that he likes her like that. Because she says, if she was his age, she would date him. And he takes it way too literally. Yeah, for real. I Any kid that age is going to take something like that that literal. Come on now. Yeah, like, I I can understand maybe she was coming from the, like, no, I think you're a cool kid, and if I was, like, 12, sure, but I'm 17, so... Right. No. (laughs) No, you gotta make that shit clear with kids. You really do. So, she was, when she answered the home phone, she was actually right about to order a pizza when she answered the home phone and then forgot the pizza, But then right as she says she forgot to order the pizza, the doorbell rings, and when she looks through the peephole, there's a very tall man holding a pizza box. That's not suspicious. Right. I said, that that new Alexa technology just think and she orders for you. (laughs) No longer have to tell Alexa what to do, just think. Alexa's in your brain. She got it. (laughs) And she's like, Luke, you didn't tell me that you ordered a pizza. And he's like, I didn't. And she's like, well, I didn't. And he's like, ah, Probably my dad. My dad probably ordered it. And then he hands him money out of nowhere. Don't know where he got this money from. And she's like freaked the fuck out, which same. Right. I was like, I would have freaked out too. Like what? Some random man shows up at the door with pizza. Don't take the pizza. You don't know what's on that pizza. (laughs) Exactly. Or in that pizza. I was like, if I was the babysitter, I wouldn't have opened the door i just would have said through the door we didn't order that have a good day <laughs> like but also in retrospect she did let a kid drink champagne so uh, listen <laughs> one said she was a good babysitter okay <laughs> i'm trying to figure out how she's been a babysitter for this family for this long she's letting a 12 year old drink we find out later uh i don't know how le- how much later but we find out she's been babysitting him since he was like eight so it's been like four years at least. Oh yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So she walks back into the living room with the pizza and Luke's like lighting fucking candles and shit. Like trying to send an ambiance. One up that horror movie. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so he he specifically said earlier that the only thing he wouldn't want on his pizza was mushrooms. But when they open the pizza box, there's mushrooms on it. And she's like, if your dad ordered it and he knows you don't like mushrooms, why would he order a pizza with mushrooms? That makes zero sense. And Luke's just like, I don't know. He thought it was a vegetable. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Which, like, 
You know what else is a vegetable? Bell peppers. <laughs> like, you could have just thrown some green bell pepper. It's not mushroom. Right, for real. Why you gotta choose mushrooms? Gross. What? Uh, and he's trying to make more moves and that she's rejecting because it's practically illegal. I mean, for um, real. Like, he's literally, like, like putting his hand on her thigh and she's like whoop nope <laughs> not down for that ricky calls again and she's trying to ignore it but he keeps calling and so she says to luke you crack me up but then when she gets on the phone with ricky she immediately tells ricky you crack me up as well which obviously very much upsets luke so right. he poetically and symbolically blows the candles out like the dramatic ass he is. Ah, of course. Of (laughs) course. So, she can tell Luke is upset and tries to cheer him up by, I think she's trying to play, like, damsel, I can't watch this horror movie, oh god. Because she's been sitting there silent this whole movie, and all of a sudden she's being like, oh my god, don't do it, don't go in the attic, ah! Oh my god. I'm like, like, why are you doing this? Enough with the theatrics. And then they, they like, pan back a little bit, and we see a lovely looming silhouette peering into the window behind uh, them. Don't be suspicious. And then she literally hears the dude run away, like, the crunching of the snow. You literally hear. Oh. She's like, she's like, what was that? Luke's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying to get some ass. <laughs> so, so the next... The next few notes I have are under the subheading, I'm screaming. <laughs> I'm screaming, literally. Because she grabs Luke's hand in fear, so he just tackles her and tries to make out with her. Right then and there. Ha- what? This mm-hmm. poor child. This this poor child has no idea. <laughs> and she's literally like, fuck no, you literal child. Get off of me. Shoves him to the floor. Please. (laughs) That's so bad. That's so bad. And then the house phone rings again. And we hear a a warbled voice that says, I can see you. And for some reason, she immediately assumes it's her ex, Jeremy. And to me, that's concerning if that's your first reaction. Right, yeah. That's a little... Hmm... Like, what happened in their relationship where her immediate first thought would be, oh, Jeremy's stalking me? It's worrisome. It's very worrisome because there's only a few reasons why you would do something. Why you would automatically assume it was your ex when some shit like this happens. Correct. So, there's this. I actually think this is pretty solid cinematography. Their situation is like mirroring the movie. So the, you can hear the movie's dialogue, and it's like syncing up to the thought process of what's happening in the in real life. Ooh, interesting. I thought it was really cool. That's cool. I, li- I really liked it. And then um, Luke pr- is practically downing the entire bottle of, of champagne himself at this point. Of course, of course. As any child would. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> I know, I know when I was 12, <laughs> I was downing Capri Suns. <laughs> <laughs> so she, like earlier in the movie, had moved this creepy light up Santa statue, like outside, because she didn't like it. But then 
she peers out the window and it's suddenly in the window and jump scares her and it's like plugged in. Like someone's obviously fucking around outside. Right, they have to be. And so she thinks that someone's like pulling hijinks until she finds the back door, which she literally shut and locked herself five minutes ago, is now wide fucking open. So is the place haunted or does this person have access to the house? Because like, what the fuck? Yeah, so it's like those like like French doors, mm-hmm. and they lock on the inside. Mm-hmm. So like, unless this person has a key, right? Who opened it? Right. But then you know she hears more crunching snow footsteps, and she asks Luke to give her her phone, and he, because he's, su- at this point supposedly drunk as fuck. Right. He just drank a whole bottle of champagne. I mean, I would assume he'd be drunk as fuck. He's a fucking child. Yes, he chucks it into the fish tank. Logical. <laughs> She's. She, of course, is immediately like, Luke, what the fuck? Right, of course. <laughs> She's like, do you know how much that's going to cost me? Because it's an iPhone, dude. It's a few hundred dollars right there. Oh, no. And then someone knocks at the front door. But when she peeps in the peephole, there's no one there. Luke tries to play the, like, brave hero and fucking opens the door saying he knows Taekwondo. This dumb up. This, this dumb. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's so dumb. Suddenly, Garrett runs in and just fucking tackles Luke to the ground. What a dick friend. He's like, ha ha, you guys were so scared. And Ashley was like, what the fuck? Did you, were you in the backyard? Were you the one that opened the door? And he's like, no, I was never in the backyard. And then suddenly they hear a window shatter upstairs. Uh, okay. No, I'm good. (laughs) So she closes and locks the front door, telling them to stay put, which I was like, I'd be telling them to hightail it to the fucking neighbors or, like, hide. Yeah, like, no, get the fuck out of there, bro. What the hell? Why would you stay in the house? Yeah, like, don't don't stay in the house where it seems people are breaking in. Makes zero sense, but okay. Um, Bad bitch Ashley goes and grabs a fucking butcher knife from the knife block and tells Garrett... To call 911 if he hears her scream. Oh my gosh. She's she's really pulling into that babysitter role. She's like, I'll, I'll fucking kill a motherfucker. <laughs> Which, hey, that's what you want out of a babysitter that's watching your literal child, right? Right, yeah. So, but of course, they don't listen. They start following her up the stairs anyway, and she's like, what the fuck? And they're like, we heard something. Don't leave us alone. And I'm like... How is she going to kill the intruder and protect your dumbasses all at once? Like, go hide in the fucking closet, you idiot. Yeah, for real, though. Why Why do people feel like that's the best way to go through horror movies? I'll never understand. I don't know. I love the way that she's holding the knife, though, because she's holding it eye level with the blade poking out, ready to, like, fucking thrust it into, like, someone's head. <laughs> Smack! Like, that's... <laughs> That's super defensive, I guess. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know. I feel like I would... I'd have two different objects. I'd have one in one hand and one in the other hand. Some, some, a blunt object in one hand and then a sharp object in the other. Yeah. Because yeah. you gotta knock them out first. Right. Double tap. Yeah. Well, they find a brick in the bedroom. And, like, that was smashed through the, through the window. And they try to call 911 from Garrett's phone, but they get a busy signal. 
And then they try to use the house phone, but the house phone says to check the phone line, but she's confirmed it's all plugged in and shit. And then they get on the laptop, and it says that the Wi-Fi is gone too. Like, their network. Like, everything's just gone. So someone cut their wiring outside. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Mm -hmm. But then... (laughs) No one gives a shit about Garrett. (laughs) I'm gonna say that right now. Because... She fucking leaves Garrett with the computer in the bedroom alone and tells him to use his techno magic. Oh, God. Of course. Yeah, let's leave a kid to work his technology magic. Okay. (laughs) Like, she's still dragging Luke around with her, but fuck Garrett. Just leave Garrett alone. (laughs) Oh, God. I was like, poor dude. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Poor. Oh, no. So she goes down back into the foyer, and she's like, there's no security system, what the fuck? And Luke's like, we never needed one, this is a really safe neighborhood. It's 2016, what do you mean? Exactly. She's like, okay, we'll take my car, but then when she looks out the window, there's just a fucking knife sticking out of her rear tire. Oh, yeah, tires are probably slashed there, babe. Yeah, (laughs) so they're like, I'm, I'm sitting here like, damn, these... These assholes thought of everything, didn't they? <laughs> Apparently. Garrett then brings down the brick, uh, which we see written on the side, on the other side of the brick that they didn't see. It says, you leave, you die, in text speak. Oh, God. So, like, the letter U. Oh, no. <laughs> and then suddenly the whole ass house lights up from, like, fucking spotlights that are shining in from the from the front porch. So Ashley's trying to get them to hide, and Garrett instead panic runs out the back doors, which are magically open again, and is seemingly killed with a sniper bullet, because that shit was quick and quiet, and he is down for the count. Goodbye, kid. You even see, like, a little bit of blood hit the snow and shit like that. And Ashley's like, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) So she shuts locks the door and like turns the lights off and stuff like she's now suddenly gonna pretend that they're not home i guess right yeah all of a sudden just gone poof so she tackles luke to the ground because confirmed they got snipers bitch don't let them see your head right for real (laughs) don't go near any windows (laughs) stay down luke is asking about garrett to which all we see is them looking back through the french doors and you just see his fucking shoes and the weed socks oh no yeah, and you're like, oh, fuck. So she's crying. Because, like, holy fuck, she just watched a 12-year-old die. She watched him get shot, dude. That, no. Terrifying. Yeah, like, it wasn't even, like, you watched an adult die or no. you watched, like, a teenager die. You watched a literal child die in front of you. Yeah, for real. That's absolutely traumatizing, dude. Holy crap. Absolutely. So... She's, like, telling Luke that the plan now is that they're gonna go hide in the bedroom, but they're also going to scream out the window for the neighbors. So, like, hide and scream at the same time doesn't sound like a smart plan. Hey, I don't think that works. I can't- I don't think you can hide and scream at the same time. If you're screaming, you're giving away your position. Yeah. And then Luke asks, what if they shoot us or come inside, which- I'm under. I'm confused on why he suddenly assumes that there's a gun because he's acting like he didn't see Garrett get shot because he's asking what happened to him. So I'm like, why does he suddenly think that that they're gonna shoot them? Like, where did that come from in his head? 
I mean, the only thing I could think of that in his head is because Garrett got shot. I mean, that's the only logical explanation to that. Right, but he he acts like he didn't know what happened to Garrett because he asks her what happened to Garrett. Does she not tell him? No. She's quiet. They just look out. They just look out the French doors and see like his feet, but there's no way to tell that he got shot unless you watched him get shot. Hmm. I just thought it was odd. Interesting. Admit it's trauma at the same time. Right. Your brain goes through a lot of fucked up logic thinking when you're traumatized like that. Yeah, for real though. Luke is finally freaking the fuck out, and which goddamn took him long enough. <laughs> like Ashley's been freaking out way longer than he has. Right. So they plan to get his parents' gun and shoot whoever comes inside. Sure. So now it's like the stealthy part of any good video game. Right. Gotta... Like ducking behind couches and shit. Yep, of course. Um, which immediately fails because of the man chilling at the window watching them. Oh, that feels like Monaco. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. We'll never we'll never get past that level, dude. Never. There's too many guards. <laughs> so they're climbing up the stairs and they peep a man who's like looking around with a flashlight. I asked the question of why are these people inside when they were telling them not to leave or they would die? So why are they also inside? Right, yeah. And so far we have 0% motive as to what is happening and why. Just all of a sudden they're being terrorized. Yeah, that's true. Because if this is, like, a robbery, mm-hmm. it they wouldn't be this dramatic about it. That's very true. Yeah, that's a little it's a little dramatic to, like, keep going on about, like, if you leave, you die. Like, what, what else do you do? What, why? Yeah. For what? <laughs> exactly. So, I commented on how amazingly quiet they're being because my footsteps would have been heard across the world. There's no way to climb stairs That's a lie. That's a lie, bro. You are quiet as a mouse. I don't know what you're talking about. When we used to live together, dude, oh my god. She could walk up behind me and I'd have no fucking clue. No clue. I'd be in the kitchen cooking. I'd turn around and she's just there and I'm like, bro, what the fuck? You gotta warn somebody or some shit. Here's the worst part, though. Here's the worst part. My team now tells me that I'm quiet. Like, I'll walk up behind them and they get scared. Like, consistently. So I'm like, I'm like I am like, I promise I'm not this quiet, so I don't understand why you guys can't hear me. And they're like, no, you're that quiet. And I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> but here's the difference. You didn't climb upstairs. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> There's no way to climb stairs quietly. I'm sorry, there's not. Yeah, I don't think I've ever climbed a staircase that's not creaky. Squeaky. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So, and then, (laughs) and Luke's asking all of these questions, like, Ashley should have some fucking answers. Like, how the fuck is she supposed to know what their fucking motive is? Right, yeah. Don't ask dumb questions. So, they decide to hide in the attic, which again is a callback to the movie they were just watching, when she was like, don't go in the attic! Like, they do that exactly and i was like okay so like pros and cons of an attic you know 
You're trapped if they find you, which is rough. Right. Uh, but if they don't know to look for it, you're pretty safe. And you're able to hide the evidence of going up there because it's like one of those collapsible ladder attic doors. Oh, okay. So once you pull it back up. Right. They won't be able to know. They're not going to know. Well, I mean, yeah. unless they look for the thing in the ceiling. Because, I mean, those, right. those, those ceiling things are very obviously there. Right. But that's what I'm saying. If they don't know to look for it. Plus, he's just walking around with a flashlight, so if he doesn't, like, look up. I feel like most people don't think to look up. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're trying to kill somebody, you could, you'd know to check every inch of that house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, it doesn't fucking work, though, because even though the guy doesn't find the attic, uh, Ashley feels something on her face and fucking crashes through the attic door. Was it another? Was it the spider? It was the same spider. Yeah, that's why they zoomed in. <laughs> Which I get it. Okay, spiders freak me out too when they're like in my house and they shouldn't be. Um, but you know, I'm thinking that if I'm facing either a spider or a shotgun, I'm not gonna let my ass get got by a stupid fucking spider. For real though, like. Come on now, you gonna let your shit get rocked because a goddamn spider walked across your face? Come, nah. Exactly. So, and again, it's literally the same spider as before, which I find very suspicious because how did this spider end back up in the attic when it was outside on the porch? Crawled up the side of the house. And just knew to hide in the attic? Well, I don't know. I'm just saying there's ways to get into the attic from the outside of the house. I'm saying it's suspicious. Somehow the bad guy doesn't hear her crash through the attic, and I think it's supposedly because the washer and dryer are running. I don't think that logic tracks, because the washer and dryer are not as loud as someone crashing through the fucking ceiling, bro. Yeah, I said press X to doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, doubt. For sure doubt. There's no way. And then... They leave their very safe hidden spot because of a fucking spider. Grow some balls, Ashley. Jesus For Christ. For real, though. Come on. It, it made me so mad. <laughs> Suddenly, Luke is in control and is like, all I gotta do is get the gun. And like, it's okay, Ashley. It's okay to, okay to cry. And I went, your 12-year-old ass would be in the fetal position on the floor. What the fuck? Is this because you're drunk or because love spurs you on? I'm pissed. Both. <laughs> I'm like, I'm <laughs> both for sure. <laughs> I'm so mad at this point. So Luke just leaves and actually does nothing about it. Goodbye, Luke. <laughs> and I, I literally said, I take back her bad bitch because what the fuck? <laughs> for real, are you gonna let a twelve year old out bitch out out bad bitch you? Come on now, hey, man's just walked away. Yeah, and I was like, we have watched other 17-year-olds survive way worse than this girly. Get your shit together. Honestly, though. So, Luke runs in, like, quick, I think he's downstairs. He's got the pistol, and they go hide in his, like, bedroom behind the door. Mm -hmm. Luke straight up is holding the pistol like he is about to shoot a motherfucker, and Ashley is like, no, what the fuck? (laughs) Ashley said, no, we're not killing anybody today. Calm down. Now they finally hide in the closet, which only took six years. Of course. 
Luke again is like trying to be this brave hero, but instead is a dumb idiot waving a loaded pistol in her face. And I've been there, done that. It's not fucking fun. Yeah, no. I've had a loaded pistol waved in my face, and it is terrifying. Let's not do that. So, in her attempt to get him to sit the fuck back down, she triggers some kind of, like, light-up talking toy that sounds it's for, like, two-year-olds, so why the fuck is it in his closet anyway? I think he's got some mental issues that keep him stuck in a very much childhood phase while also trying to be a teenager. Yeah. Well, they do, like, a mask jump scare. Where she thinks that there's a guy crouching in the closet because there's a mask perfectly placed on top of, like, a hoodie. Ah, okay. Of course. Uh, which Brownie points to her because her immediate reaction is just to sock the mask in the face. (laughs) Same. Same girl. Same. And then she figures out it it wasn't a person. She's like, oh, God, Jesus. (laughs) So then the, like, masked dude with the flashlight and shotgun, which I call a a shoddy. 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 (laughs) What's up, shoddy? And suddenly, (sighs) Ashley realizes she's seen that ski mask before. Ah, yes. The very inconspicuously placed ski picture that would show that very same creepy ski mask. With the devil horns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So who would have guessed that all these moments I mentioned would be importante or coming back? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, snap! No wonder she wrote down they'd be important. Yeah. So after recognizing the mask, the villain wearing it then scratches his shoulder, which makes your mind flash back to Garrett in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. He's looking for itching cream. Itch cream. So, holy shit, this whole thing is fucking fake. I love that. Yeah. Ashley is righteously hella pissed that Luke apparently set this whole thing up so she wouldn't view him as a child, which is a very fucking child thing to do. Bro, what the fuck? You're kidding me, dude. No. Oh my god. That's so annoying. That is so childlike. I Correct. Mm. Pissed off, right? Yeah, like what? Fuck these kids. Um, <laughs> so she rightly points out, like she almost broke her neck with the whole attic incident, right. and this kid is literally a psychopath. Like she says literally. to his face, like you're fucking mental. Yeah, like, what the fuck? And also, he's a great actor because I believed his freaked out crybaby face. When Garrett got- and Garrett getting wrecked in the backyard. Right. Like, I believed it. And here they are. It was all fake. That's so crazy. How? So, yeah. So she's heading to call his parents because he just did the most lunatic bullshit ever. And he smashes her across the face with the pistol and she takes a tumble down the stairs. What the fuck? What? Correct. Correct. I said, this right here is why women are afraid of telling men no and being honest with people. Like, it literally can get you fucking killed by a psychotic 12-year-old. Honestly, though, like, you want to talk about talking about today's issues? Like, fuck, dude. That's that's one of those biggest things that women are fucking terrified of. Saying no to any man. Like, listen, listen. I So, real life story. The other day, I had to take 
deposits for work to the bank. I'm at the bank, I take the deposits, whatever. I get back in my car, I start backing out of my parking spot. This man comes running across the parking lot and tells me to stop. I crack my window and he goes, I just wanted to tell you, you are the most absolute beautiful woman I've seen. Can I, can I buy you lunch or dinner sometime? And I was like, I'm so sorry, sir, I have a boyfriend. And that's why I only had the window cracked. Like, as soon as I saw him running across the parking lot, guys, I locked my doors. Like, that shit's terrifying. You Because who the fuck runs across a parking lot to get your attention as you're right. trying to leave? I'm literally backing out. He stopped me as I'm backing out of the parking space. Like, no, that's that's terrifying. Like, I, I can, I understand why she was pissed off about it. Like, no, there is so much wrong with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, any, any time I am sitting in my car and I see another person walking, I don't care if they're male, I don't care if they're female, I don't care yeah. if they're a fucking child, I lock my goddamn yeah. car door. Doors get locked immediately. Like, I, there is so much happening nowadays, guys. Like, you just, you have to stay safe out there. As soon as, you, as soon as I get in my car, my doors get locked because, like, yeah. I may be, I may be this tall, tall, bigger bitch, but, like, shit could still happen. Like, that shit's terrifying. I- Absolutely. Oh my god, dude. Like, uh-uh. Yeah. So, yay, Christmas music is back. Oh, woohoo! I'm so excited for Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> and Blurry Vision Ashley realizes that she is duct taped to a chair. Solid. Oh my god, now these kids are kidnapping her? Yes. Oh my god. Remember how I said it's completely different than the movie you thought it was going to be? Yeah, dude, what the f- Oh my god. And it just keeps going. Oh god. I don't I don't even know <laughs> if I want to know where this keeps going to. <laughs> Too fucking bad. I had to watch it. You're, you gotta watch it. <laughs> she said, I, we agree on this together. You're stuck with it. Let's go. <laughs> yep. So, one or both of the kids are fucking, like, going round and round on a scooter, acting like nothing is wrong. We see that her mouth is also duct taped. Mm. And then we see Garrett is the one on the scooter, and Luke is actually cleaning up their trickery. He's, like, bringing the spotlights and shit back inside. Oh, okay. So Luke's cleaning up his mess, whereas Garrett's yeah. just like, I'm just here to be here. Right. So, Garrett then Garrett then asks Luke, "Fuck Mary, kill the Adventure Time girls." Interesting. I and I said, like, I'm so mad and yet appreciative that they kept the references super up to date, but fuck these kids. <laughs> for real though, like, thanks for keeping the references like at least present with the times. But like, come I'm on, so mad. <laughs> they're kids, dude. And Luke has the audacity to say that he would fuck Princess Bubblegum because her pussy would taste like bubblegum, bubblegum, and she would give legendary head. How would he know? I literally wrote, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I'm going to puke. What? <laughs> like, this is a 12-year-old child. God damn it. I'm like so what was that man's name? Was it Chris? Chris something? What? I don't remember. Chris name. Peckover. Oh my god. And, and Zach Khan. Are you? Are they okay? Do you need help? Because 
What the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. So, we literally see him that he was using, like, fucking cardboard cutouts and shit at the windows to, like, make the appearance of men in the windows that we kept seeing. I mean, talk about planned out, because, like, here's the other thing. Cardboard cutouts are expensive. So it was a cardboard cutout of a clown. They're still, they're still expensive. I know, but why clown? Why do they have this? Halloween? Maybe? I don't know. It freaked me out. That's the only thing I can think of is maybe it's a previous like Halloween decoration they owned. Could be. And the spotlights he cleaned up were straight up like construction spotlights. What does his dad do? Yeah, they're like those giant yellow spotlights. Actually, that's a lie. My dad, well, my dad did do construction, but... I know, like, my stepdad has, like, those lights for, like, working on cars and stuff, so maybe from the garage. Luke is now drinking a beer, and I'm pretty sure Garrett is fucked up on weed. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I literally wrote, nope, half a second later, Luke lets us know he gave Garrett a full dose of Oxycontin. Oh! Oxy. He gave him a full dose of Oxy. I feel like as a 12-year-old, that might be too much. Yeah, possibly. It shows. Luke mentions something about the carpet and his mom killing him, which, like, what do you think they're going to do once Ashley tells them about the fact that you're literally psychotic? Right, for real, though. Like, you fucking planned this whole shit out, and then you kidnapped this bitch after she, after she called you out for some stupid shit. You kidnapped her. And now yeah. you're worried about your mom and the carpet? Bro. Yeah. Bro. Fuck this kid. <laughs> Fuck them kids, bro. So, Luke says something is missing and begins rifling through her purse, and he pulls out lipstick and draws lips on her duct-taped mouth. And I was like, that's literally the same move Knox pulls in Charlie's Charlie's Angels. And yet, somehow, this kid is still crazier and more diabolical than the villain the Angels faced. (laughs) Tell me why that's the exact thing that- exact thing that came to mind when you said that i was like oh so we're going charlie's angels now (laughs) because we love that movie (laughs) i love it oh my god luke is like mocking her i'm like what the fuck and then he's like well it's in the open now you know how i feel about you and i said that's not the most pressing issue at the moment you demon Right, like, how is that How is that what needs to be brought up right now? Why don't you bring up the fact that you're fucking crazy, bro? You have her duct taped to a chair. She's duct taped to a chair. She can't even talk to you. No. He's waving the pistol around and threatening to shoot her. Of course. And he says he doesn't want to, but with a shit-eating grin. Mm, yep. I don't want to shoot you. Okay, yeah. And I'm truly baffled on all, on how he thinks he, a 12-year-old, will pull this off. Right, yeah. Like, what do you, what do you think's gonna happen with this situation? What, what happens when your parents get home, bro? Yep. Correct. So, he removes her duct tape, and he's literally mocking her. Like, I want to go through this screen and smack the smirk right off his fucking face. And I said, they did great with casting, because... He has the most angelic-looking face with the most devilish expressions. Ooh. So I was like, they did really good with that casting. Yeah, Because no, you wouldn't have sure. suspected it from the beginning. 
So then he's like, let's play truth or dare. You win and I untie you. You lose and you drink my insurance policy is what he says. And it's like a squeezy bottle of clear liquid. And I'm like, I'm assuming he somehow magically got his grubby 12-year-old hands on poison, question mark, question mark. That's the only thing I could think of. And I mean, do you have antidote for this poison or are you just planning on poisoning somebody? What are y'all doing with the body, bro? Yeah, and he's he literally says... Funny the things you can get on a playground. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? What the hell is happening? Are we sure these kids are 12? Like, what the fuck? It's confirmed that they're 12. Oh my god. So, it's confirmed she is a long-haul sitter. She's been babysitting him since he was 8, so 4 years. Which is a pretty long time, to be honest. Because most people haven't lasted at the same company that long. Right, yeah. I mean, shit. The longest time I was at a job was for two and a half years, and I still left. Yeah. So, she asks for truth. And he goes, how many guys have you fucked? A lot. (laughs) Inappropriate, even if another 17-year-old was asking this at a drinking game. Right, yeah. Even then, still inappropriate. Especially because both are considered underage. Correct. She's a virgin, and he says he knows that she's lying because he knows that she fucked Jeremy. Because Jeremy told everybody. And she said, actually, she broke up with Jeremy because he was spreading that rumor. Oh. Good for her. Yes. Honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Luke asks for a dare, and Garrett dares Luke to touch Ashley's tit. What are we playing? The Are You Nervous game? What the fuck? (laughs) I thought we were playing Truth or Dare. (laughs) So now at 12 years old, we're going to add sexual assault to this growing list of crimes. Good. I love it. Fantastic. I hope these two go to juvie. (laughs) (laughs) I, I literally am like... He's so fucking gross about it, too, because he asks her what her preference is, left or right, and she ignores him, and then he enjoys way too fucking much touching her tit. Oh, my God. Literally is, like, like creepily smiling, being like, I get the- I get why everyone likes this now. And I'm like, That's shut so the gross. fuck up. Ashley even rolls her eyes in disgust because, like, again, these are 12-year-olds. Right, yeah. And then I said- I'm never having children for the pure fear of ending up having someone like this punk because I'd have to kill him and that would not be a good time. Right, honestly. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Garrett points out Luke is getting turned on, which makes a shoving match ensue with accompanied voice cracking because, and I cannot emphasize this enough, they are goddamn children. Right, yeah. Oh my god. So Luke goes, do you know what it's like to love someone who doesn't love you back? And I said, yes, in fact, did not drive me to kidnapping, assault, probably murder here soon enough. Pretty sure almost everyone has gone through this feeling and not done anything this bad about it. (laughs) Right, for real. Like, no one goes to that extreme. Oh my goodness. Bro, you, you, oh. (laughs) So she tries to pull the parent card again, which at this point, I think you mean police, ma'am. Right, yeah, no, just dial 911 at that point. My God. To which Luke says they'll never find out and kisses her forehead. And I'm really horrified at the audacity of this little shit. (laughs) Yeah, you have some major audacity. What do you think you're going to do with her, bro? I said I appreciate her audacity, though, because Luke asks for truth. 
And she tries to pit him and Garrett against each other by asking if Luke ever told the truth about killing Garrett's hamster. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Start a war between the two of them and then you could be... Absolutely. I was like, yes, bitch. There you go. Good job. Good job. <laughs> so their childish logic continues to rang true as Garrett asks for Dare and says that he should be able to make out with Ashley. To which Luke says, no, she's my babysitter. Bitch, What? What is being baby? Bro. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Garrett decides at this point he's fed up and says, like, this was just supposed to be scaring her and now it's this shit and what if we get caught? Luke says that they have to finish, which I really don't understand his end goal here. Right. Like, the two options I see is, like, he kills her and tries to make it look like robbery or suicide, or... Ashley, like, sucks up to him and fools him just to rat him out anyway. Right, yeah. Like, at this point in the movie, that's where my mind is. There's no other way that could be a different op- Like, there there might be a different option, but God, I could not think of it. Right. So, Luke reminds Garrett that Garrett is now an accomplice, so we better finish this shit anyway. Ashley, during this time, has maneuvered to get the flashlight and is trying to signal the neighbors with it. Hmm, there you go. Which they show this house is directly next door to another house, a.k.a. suburb. So I would like to say bullshit that the neighbors haven't noticed something shifty going on. Because everyone in in a suburb is nosy as fuck. Well, no, yeah, of course. Everyone's nosy as shit in a suburb, dude. If something's happening, especially spotlights like that, dude. Yeah. Some neighbors are watching that house now. There's gotta be. So there's no way that they didn't, they, they didn't do something. Exactly. But we find out he later says that the neighbors, the house that she was trying to signal, those neighbors are in Florida. Oh. Yeah, Florida for Christmas. But that means that you have no other neighbors? Right, yeah. It's like, are we not in white The house across the street is still going to see the goddamn spotlights and be like, what the fuck? Are we not in middle class white suburbia where there's houses literally two feet away from you? Yeah. So I went... Oh, okay, so his plan is as illogical as he is. Instead of poison, this shit is supposed to make her pass out and forget what happened. So his parents come home and think that after Luke went to bed, she partied hard. But, like, they've known her for four years and seem to have really good rapport, so why would they just believe that that's what happened? Right, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No. He says drinking all of this goes away and we don't have to do this. And I'm like, this is not real life pal what the fuck (laughs) what ashley instead makes him drop the bottle so it breaks and he calls her a bitch rude (laughs) rude (laughs) suddenly the doorbell rings and ashley begins screaming for help uh luke gives garrett the gun and tells him to clean up and then luke puts music on so they can't hear ashley's muffled yells because they slap more duct tape onto her mouth Uh, of course right who's at the door Ricky, her boyfriend. He says that she texted him a half an hour ago saying to come over. Which, no, she didn't. Right. Because her phone's been in the fish tank for a while. Right, yeah. And she's been unconscious for a while. Also true. So, you're wrong. Right. Um, Luke is, like, trying... He's still trying to play, like, some weird kind of hero... Because he's like, she she doesn't want to talk to you, and she's not here. Like, 
He recognizes her car sitting in the front drive. Dumbass. (laughs) Hello. He's her boyfriend. He's probably been in that car. You didn't think this through enough there, friend. No. Luke then says she told me she doesn't love you anymore, and I guess that his 12-year-old brain thought that would make him leave in defeat. But did you not realize this dude called her like five times in a row? He's either abusive or a major clinger. Right, He's yeah. not leaving that easily. No, nah, he's not going nowhere. Not until he sees her. No. So now Ricky is slamming the door, screaming for Ashley, which is not good for Luke's plan, as that will definitely call the neighbor's attention. Right, exactly. And then Ricky shows that he brought flowers, which is either cute or love bombing, but who knows which way the wind blows. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, honestly, though, he's using it as a trick to get Luke to open the door because duh. And Luke falls for it because, again, he's a child. Right. Ricky immediately goes and grabs a slice of pizza, which I don't pizza, which I don't know why, but pisses me off so fucking bad. He just walked into this house and goes, oh, cool pizza. And right, just yeah. eating a slice and it makes me mad. I, I said, all right, Ashley is coming back to bad bitch because when the music is covering her screaming, she just slams back in her chair so she crashes to the ground. Hey, I mean, whatever works, man. She's trying to get herself out of the situation. Yes, she is. Garrett is quick to pull up an excuse about finding a rat. And is, like, trying to help his boy out all the while he's hiding the pistol behind his back. (laughs) I'm gonna continue to call them children, like, 6,000 more times. Because they now try to use menstruation as an excuse for why Ricky can't see Ashley. They say that she has cramps and diarrhea. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Literal children. Oh my god, they're absolute children, dude. Come on. (laughs) Ashley manages to grab a a scrap of glass from the broken bottle off the floor before Garrett can pick her up off the ground. Ricky goes upstairs trying to find Ashley, and he's (laughs) saying she shouldn't be embarrassed, and doesn't she have tampons? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Then Luke grabs a baseball bat from his room and knocks Ricky the fuck out, he thinks, and starts dancing like he scored a touchdown. But again, he's a 12-year-old boy and does not hit with as much power as you think you do. Right. So Ricky is not knocked out and just just like, what the fuck? And grabs the bat and starts <laughs> chasing Luke down the hall. Shit, I would have done the same thing. Fucking kids hitting me on the head with a goddamn bat, bro. What the hell? Who the hell do you Correct. think you are? Yes. So Luke ends up falling to the ground in front of his room and bum 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 pencil comes into play as ricky like takes luke down luke stabs the pencil through ricky's cheek oh my gosh yeah Yeah. i said better than an eye shot to be honest (laughs) because i hate eye shots in horror movies so i'd rather him stabbed in the cheek than the eye at that point ricky's really mad and literally like wants to smash luke's brains out in which if that was the only thing Luke had done, I'd be upset, but fuck these kids. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, yeah, fuck them kids. Both of them. So Garrett pulls up with the hunt and shoddy from the fake robbery. Garrett is weirdly polite in all of his interactions. Because he goes, get on your knees, please. <laughs> and when Ricky does it, he says, thank you. Uh... Then Luke actually knocks him out with the bat. 
Luke is like literally having fun and Garrett is like, bro, we're going to jail. Like, what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? No, you're for sure done. That's it. Goodbye. But now Luke has an ingenious plan. Also, there's way too big a pool of blood for the little stab on his fake face. Okay? Just saying. I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of veins and blood capillaries in your cheek, though. I know, but it, uh, it was... No, that was like like pure head wound style of blood not like cheek blood it was too much the kids start cleaning the mess up like all out like sharpening the pencil so there won't be traces of face cleaning DNA off the bat cleaning up the puddle of blood garbage disposaling the flowers what what are they doing with Ricky he is now duct taped to it to another chair next to oh my gosh so now we got a double case of kidnapping bro bro go to jail (laughs) go directly to jail do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars like straight up (laughs) the fuck these kids bro so now they're trying to come up with a new plan garrett wants to drug them both but luke says that he is out of drugs and because ricky has a hole in his face that won't fly so, like I said, Ricky and Ashley are duct taped in chairs side by side, and I wrote, Star-crossed lovers. Star-crossed lovers, destined to be together. <laughs> so Luke is upset and says that his job just got a whole lot harder thanks to Ricky. Sure. I mean, you didn't have to pull this in the first place, and it wouldn't have been all that hard now, wouldn't have been, wouldn't it? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but then Ashley tries to offer that they let this all go, and she'll help cover it up and blah, blah, blah. And then she, like, scolds Ricky and says that he was supposed to wait until she texted him, to which he says through the duct tape that she did text him and to check his phone. To which we now realize Luke texted him, and this was actually part of his plan all along. Oh my god, this motherfucker. Yep. The trust is breaking between Garrett and Luke, because Garrett is finding out Luke is continuously lying to him. Luke is going off script? Yes. (laughs) So, Luke even told him to take another Oxy and calm down, which, Jesus Christ, it hasn't even been, like, an hour since the last one. Are you trying to kill him? Yeah. I think he's trying to kill all of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know where he's gonna hide the bodies, but I think he's trying to kill all of them. Do you understand now why I was like, I hate this movie? This is terrible. (laughs) If it had been the original plotline, I would have loved it. Right. If her... If her boyfriend had come in yeah. and was, like, trying to kill her or some shit, and her and the 12-year-old boy had to, like, like trap the house together and shit, right. that would have been amazing. That would have made so much more sense. Top-tier movie. Yeah. And instead, we have a 12-year-old psychopath. This this child needs to go to the fucking psych ward, dude. He needs a, he needs a jacket and a puffy room. Oh, Absolutely. So, apparently, Luke actually did have this planned out better than I suspected, as when he fishes Ashley's phone out of the fish tank, we see that he had actually saran-wrapped it so it never got wet and it still works. Wow. I don't think saran-wrap works that well, though. I don't think so, either. (laughs) It's the movies. (laughs) Movie magic. Yeah. We now learn Luke's plan also involves the ex, Jeremy. Uh-oh. And 
she's like, Jeremy, why? And he's threatening to shoot her if she doesn't invite him. So she calls his bluff because honestly, at this point, yes, he's psychotic, but he has proven he doesn't want to kill her. Right. I was like, he does seem to want to kill all the men who've been with her because he's super jelly of a girl who's not even vaguely his. Right. That also makes me wonder if now he's mad at Garrett because of truth or dare. Right, yeah. So, she calls him a kiddo again. (laughs) He deserves it. I mean, it was a mistake on her part. Does he deserve it? Yes, very much so. But that was a mistake on her part. Yeah, but he doesn't shoot her and instead makes the call to Jeremy himself. He duct tapes her mouth again, which she is funnily annoyed by it and I love it because right before he does it she's like not the duct tape again I mean, I'm sure it hurts when they take it off probably but still like, you're kidnapped what do you think is gonna happen <laughs> what do you expect you're gonna just be allowed to not be gagged like the fuck so Jeremy <laughs> so He's telling Jeremy, like, she wants to see you, she wants to talk to you, but, like, in person. And he's like, well, why isn't she talking to me now? And he's like, because he wants to do it in person. And Jeremy asks, is this that little taint on Claremont? Uh, So Jeremy knows. Yeah, I said, which makes Ricky and I laugh. Because Ricky starts laughing, and I started laughing, and it was great. I love it. Ashley is also slicing her hand, like, right fucking open with the glass shard. Of course. Yeah. Which brings me back to, like, she's able to handle this, but couldn't take a spider on her face when she thought she was in danger. I guess not. I guess a spider versus this type of danger is different. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? She now attempts to appeal to his humanity, asking if he remembers being sad about killing Garrett's hamster and that he cried, to which he admits that that was all fake and he killed the hamster on purpose, which I fucking knew was going to be a truth that came out, because it's one of the three signs you can identify in childhood if they are a literal psychopath, and I was waiting for that shit. Yeah, I was like, bro, that kid's a literal psychopath. Yep. Killing small animals is one of the sides of the triangle. Yep. I was waiting for that. I wonder how many cats he killed. Who knows? The world may never know. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I said, ew, now he put the pistol against Ricky's eye and I fucking hate eye shit in horror movies. Oh god, yeah. Stop. (laughs) It's always the worst. Right. I said, I said they do it because a lot of people are squeamish about the eyes, which like I'm not because I wear contacts. I touch my eyes all the time. But like, also don't fucking pluck my eyeballs out of my head, please. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He also says something about Ashley not remembering Ricky in a year. So he's like proving that he doesn't currently have an intention to kill her, I guess. Yeah, I guess his point that he's trying to make is that he's known her longer than Ricky or Jeremy and all this other stuff. I fucking guess. Uh, He thought that Ricky was saying something shitty, and so he tried to pull the tough guy act by, like, tearing the duct tape off and, like, say it to my face while shoving the pistol in his face. Mm. Uh, To which Ricky just says, I said I needed the bathroom as he's literally pissing his pants. (laughs) (laughs) To which Luke is... 
genuinely disgusted, which what the fuck ever, dude. Like, you were still probably pissing the bed a couple years ago, okay? Shit, he might still be pissing the bed. What you mean? Right. <laughs> also, Luke starts cleaning it immediately, <laughs> which I understand he's trying to make sure his parents, like, don't find out about what's happening, but, like, is that the most pressing issue right now, sir? Yeah, for real. Honestly, like, that for sure is not the most pressing issue. I think that you need to be more focused on the fact that you have kidnapped somebody and you need to wrap it up. Yeah. By the way, this whole time, Ashley has been trying to hide her own puddle of blood from Luke so he doesn't realize that she has the glass shard. How are you hiding a puddle of blood? You're duct taped to a chair. Right, so she keeps putting her foot in front of the puddle. Mm. So he, like, won't notice it, I I guess. I see, I see, I got you. Yeah. Luke takes the garbage out, the the pee garbage, and leaves them alone. I don't know. Because Garrett's, like, off to the side, relaxing. I mean, he took, what, two oxys? I bet he is. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus. They're suddenly taking the time to make Ricky seem like a decent guy, which means he's gotta die. Right, of course, yeah. If he's a decent guy, goodbye, Ricky, that's it. Yeah, so Luke's taking out the pee garbage, and Ashley is cutting her restraints with the glass, and during this time, Ricky does this, like, good guy speech about how he's happy that Ashley has her life planned out, and that he doesn't have the same and understand that's why she's leaving. Luke comes back before she can get her foot free, but she uses her sock to clean up the blood, so she does have one hand free, and the blood is cleaned up. He never notices that she's missing a sock, which bothers me. How do you not notice that? I mean, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't necessarily know it because I'm not a foot person. So, like, I don't pay attention to people's feet. But it's not like it was ankle socks. Like, they were, like, crew socks. Oh, okay. That's a little bit different then. To me, that's noticeable. Yeah. Yeah, slightly. Again, uh, Luke is a literal child. He tells Ricky his pee reeks and calls him Ricky. (laughs) I said, seriously, every time this child opens his mouth, I am purely reminded that he is a fucking child. I was going to say, what are we back in Game of Thrones with Reek and fucking what's his face? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Also... Garrett definitely just witnessed that whole interaction between these two because he's just chilling on the other side of the fish tank. Like, did y'all forget? (laughs) Yeah, probably. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't tell Luke anything. So, I don't know. Maybe Garrett's just along for the ride at this point. Maybe. Luke says they've got time to kill because Jeremy lives like 30 minutes away and comes up with this brilliant idea that he wants to watch Ashley and Ricky fuck. Oh. Oh, okay. I said, this dude will definitely grow up to be a sexual sadist serial killer. Yeah. (laughs) He then says he's kidding, and he also keeps scratching his face with the gun, and, like, I'm just waiting for him to shoot himself in the cheek to be (laughs) (laughs) For real. Like, if you're gonna be that stupid, you're gonna end up dying stupid. Yeah. I said, he says he's not a pervert, but I don't believe him for a single fucking second. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Luke then suddenly recognizes that the stinky smell is, in fact, not piss, but Garrett lighting up the ganj. Ah, I love it. (laughs) Why does that sound like something that we would do? (laughs) Because you absolutely would do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I probably would. (laughs) 
And Garrett literally goes, what? You told me to calm down, dude. I would say that exact same thing to you. You told me to calm down. This is how I calm down. Fuck. Yep. I was thinking that the entire time. (laughs) I was like, she is Garrett in this situation. Oh, no. So Ashley gets her foot free finally, but of course has to pretend that it's still duct tape as Luke walks in and demands Ricky take a puff of the ganj. Ashley again attempts to appeal, like, let's just talk and relax, and he makes Ricky take a hit, and the smoke starts coming out of the hole in his cheek. And the boys (laughs) think it's the coolest fucking thing ever, so Luke grabs grabs his face and closes Ricky's mouth and nose so that the smoke has to come out the hole. (laughs) That's terrible. Jesus Christ. He's fucking suffocating that man. So Luke's whole plan is the house smells like marijuana, so I need Ricky to have it in his system to prove it was him. And then him and Garrett start pulling the chair into the foyer with Ricky attached to it. I said... If he thinks his mom would be pissed about peeing ganj, she's gonna be really pissed you fuckers are scratching up her hardwood floor. Yeah, for real though. You start pushing chairs around with people in them, like, that's, that shit's gonna scratch. My you mom would be pissed, that shit, dude. Like, squeaky. Like, you can hear it. <laughs> like, that's why she's going to be mad, dude. I said I kind of love Ricky, to be honest, because he just looks at Garrett like, what the fuck? Why do you hang out with this dude? <laughs> He's like, bro, what the hell? You clear? You, can you not tell this is fucking weird? I was like, everyone has basically come to the same conclusion that Luke is the ultimate asshole in this situation. <laughs> Honestly, though, at this point. So now Luke decides that they're going to settle the paint gan debate, Mythbuster style, with Ricky's face. Oh, love that. Oof, that. Meanwhile, Ashley is now getting her other foot free and is staring at the gun. So we see that she's got a plan. Uh, Luke is goddamn singing Christmas songs, which at this point I'm questioning why the fuck was this set at Christmas time? Because other than the decorations and songs, there's nothing to fucking do with it. Home Alone, the debate. It has. It's purely because of Home Alone. It has to be. There's no other it, reason why. No, yeah, no other reason. Ricky asks Garrett what the fuck is going on. He's like, I don't fucking know, dude, because he's lit as hell. <laughs> Garrett is fucking gone. <laughs> He's got oxy. He's got weed. Like Garrett said, I don't know what's happening. I'm just straight (laughs) (laughs) chilling. So then suddenly a paint can goes flying past Ricky's face, missing him by a few inches. And Garrett now begins to freak the fuck out that Luke is home aloneing him and is going to straight up kill Ricky. Yeah. Um. Oh. Goodbye, Ricky. Yeah. I think at this point, Garrett is beginning to understand that this isn't a fun little scare tactic game anymore. Like, Luke is literally insane. Right. So Garrett's trying to convince Luke, like, don't do this, to which uh, Luke is gleefully ignoring that request and wants to try it again. Ricky is screaming for Ashley, who is almost out of her binds at this point, although she continues to keep cutting herself more than the tape. This dumb bitch. (laughs) Luke makes Garrett blindfold Ricky with the dad's discarded snowman tie. The, the snowman tie. Come on. Why, I know. How are you going to at least give the man some dignity? Don't don't blindfold him with a snowman tie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so Ricky's begging for his life. 
He calls Luke insane, right on the money. Of course. I, I'm literally commenting to myself, like, this death is going to be so gnarly, I don't even want to watch it. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Ashley still has one hand duct taped, but says, fuck it, literally. She literally says, fuck it, and goes for the gun. Ashley runs out with the gun and tells Luke to put it down or she will shoot him. Fair, at this point. Right. But of course, because she's saying put it down, we know that means Luke is going to fucking yeet that shit. Right. Which he does. And it slow-mo falls before real life speeding straight into Ricky's face, absolutely demolishing him. Mm. So we don't see the impact. Instead, what we see is... We like see a very far away shot of the paint can colliding with Ricky, uh-huh. and then we just see a close up shot of paint and blood exploding everywhere. Oh, okay. So the Home Alone debate's been solved. <laughs> yes, I said, "Holy shit, this is so fucking gnarly." So obvious, Newton's law came into motion since the paint can was unable to continue its inertia. It put all of that energy into Ricky's face. So not only Ricky's face exploded, but the paint can did too. And there's just a gross mixture of yellow paint and red blood mixing and spilling all over the ground. Why would you choose yellow? That's how are you gonna clean that up, bro? You so worried about cleaning shit up? We, I said, we haven't seen. We haven't even seen Ricky's face yet, just Ashley sobbing and losing her shit, and I'm terrified to see the result, dude. We never see his full face. Uh, I mean, I think that's a good thing. I agree. <laughs> I think that would have been gnarly as hell. I, I don't think I would have been able to look at it. I, I definitely was, like, not yeah. wanting to see it at all. Luke, forever the literal child, is like, whoa, so cool. I told you that was gonna happen, Garrett. Oh my god, you dumb, dumb asshole. Yep. Ashley is like, why the fuck are you laughing? And Luke's like, because you can't shoot me, Ashley. To which she tries to pull a power move and shoot the gun into the air, but there's no ammo. Oh, of course. You know, as soon as you started mentioning she had the gun, I was like, there's no ammo in that gun. That was the immediate thought that went through my head. Absolutely. Luke reminds her responsible parents always keep the ammo separate so a child can never accidentally hurt themselves. Fuck you, Garrett. Right? Oh, that's not even Garrett. Fuck you, Luke. <laughs> Fucking psychopath. <laughs> they still won't show a full shot of Ricky's face, but we see a blurry glimpse around the top of his head, and even that makes me queasy. Oh, God, no. I'm good. <laughs> Ashley books it the fuck out of there, and Luke demands Garrett go get her because if she escapes, they're both dead. And poor Garrett literally never understood what the fuck he was in for and has bloody paint splattered on his face. Ugh, poor Garrett. I actually genuinely feel bad for Garrett at this point. He's just there to chill, man. That's all he wanted to do was hang out. I said, like, again, they're both children. There's no way Garrett thought this is how the night would turn out. There's no way. There's no no way. Suddenly, Ashley trips in the backyard and thinks she's been shot. So then we notice that a wire is leading to a paintball gun, which explains Garrett's death earlier in the movie. Ah, yeah. He trips the wire, it shoots a red paintball, Mm -hmm. it looks like he just got shot. Yeah. I said, I mean, they honestly did really horror Home Alone this shit, just not in the way they wanted you to think it was. Right, yeah, they did it, but not... Not the correct way. (laughs) No, not, not, not actual Home Alone. This was... I don't even know how to describe this. 
So Garrett is still, like, kind of halfway good guy, because he's still being very polite, and it's like, asking Ashley to please come inside because it'll be easier that way. Ashley is obviously fighting for her fucking life, delivers a nice punch on him and breaks his glasses. Uh, she manages to then break the chair that she's still duct-taped to, um, so that her arm that is duct-taped to the chair is still duct-taped to the chair, but the whole chair arm is now separated from the chair. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. She hops the fence and sees the carolers from earlier in the movie. Salvation, right? Wrong, of course. As she's screaming for help and running, something nails her in the back of the head and she falls. The carolers turn around like, huh? And then shrug it off. But again, I call bull because there's no way they didn't see her unconscious fucking body right there. Right, laying on the street. Like, what? She does not blend into the snow. No, not at all. It's snow. What? Like, I know some people are white, but damn. <laughs> we see Luke walking up to her and see that he chucked the you leave you die brick at her breaking it in half on her head ah alright there it is the, the carolers then even show up at Luke's house while he's wearing a goddamn Christmas sweater and giving them cups of hot cocoa like the good child he is if mother he's a goddamn psychopath bro Oh my he god. Really like, I, there's nothing else to say about this kid. He's a fucking... He's crazy. Yep. Enjoying it too much is right behind the door is a dead-ass Ricky. They show his whole body, but the paint can is in front of his face, so they really made sure you didn't get to see everything. Ashley is duct-taped and now wrapped up in Christmas lights in the living room, and Garrett is on the couch, probably lamenting his existence and friendship. Uh, honestly, though, I'd, I'd be sitting <laughs> on the couch like, bro, what the fuck did I get myself into, man? Yep. Luke is still being a mocking little fuck that I would love to honestly snap his neck at this point. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Come here, kid. <laughs> yeah, fuck this kid, too. <laughs> He says I got rid of Ricky for you, which hurts now, but you'll thank me later. No, I probably won't. <laughs> yeah, I said still really confused on if he's not killing Ashley, how he thinks he can make her, like, totally cool with everything going on. Right, yeah, like, how are you expecting to make this make sense to her? Like, are you are you trying to make her a psychopath as well? Because I don't think that's going to work right. in your favor, friend. I said, oh, also, don't forget that Jeremy's still on the way, because I almost did. Oh, God, yeah, Jeremy is still on the way. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, he is. Finally, Ashley is now playing into the fine I love you too card by pretending to like the facial fondling that Luke is doing, but it's honestly skeeving me out. Ugh. But then it's just a ploy to kick him in the nuts, which is just the greatest piece of cinematic history. <laughs> yeah, for real, though. Um, I'm excited to see it. I don't know. <laughs> I said, boy, I had to learn at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He did. Garrett, poor boy, is still hyper-focused on the fact that his best friend committed murder, and by Ashley's face, she's just really fucking done with everything at this point. She's like, I just want to go home. Like, what the fuck is this night, dude? <laughs> I can't blame her for that. Honestly. Luke... Luke really tries to blame Garrett that Ricky only died because of the pot, which is now evidence. Like, bro. No. That's not because of pot, dude. What? I said Luke always had a plan to kill Ricky and probably Jeremy whenever he shows the fuck up because of his obsession with Ashley. Otherwise, why the fuck did he even have Ricky come over? Right, why did Ricky come over? What's the point of Jeremy coming over? Like, Yeah. I was like, don't blame Garrett. He hasn't done anything. It's for sure not Garrett's fault. <laughs> 
Uh, so now we learn that he's actually always been a bad kid, but great at masking as we learn that he actually pretended to sleepwalk to get away with stealing from his mom. Oh, shit. Wow. So, so he's never actually sleepwalked. He would. He was faking it. That. The kid for sure is very much yep. a psychopath. Mm-hmm. I said this is why he feels invincible, because he has yet to be proven otherwise. Right. Uh, Garrett is downright depressed and has lost all fight in him, which I <laughs> cannot blame him. Right. We now cut to Jeremy, who was drinking and driving, wearing a backward hat with dollar signs all over it, even though he is such a white guy, it's offensive. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think I'm gonna like Jeremy either. <laughs> <laughs> He must be under some belief that he's about to get back together with Ashley, because I'm like, alright, dude, you don't think anything about the situation is a major red fucking flag, my guy? Right, for real, you just got invited over by a fucking kid. A child. (laughs) I said, I actually really don't care if this dude dies. (laughs) I mean, I probably don't either. (laughs) In the backyard, he trips on a catapult catapult slash trebuchet, which plant- which pans to the broken glass, a.k.a. the device that launched the brick through the window uh, when both Garrett and Luke were in Ashley's line of sight. Mm, yep. So Jeremy is at the back doors pounding for Ashley, which of course she's mere feet away and trying to scream for attention but can't be heard or seen. Right. And then suddenly there's a Luke behind him and he says, have a seat while he's pointing to the ominous fucking swing tied to the tree. That's not fucking terrifying at all. Yep. Luke's angelic face is the only reason he's getting away with any of this. <laughs> Honestly, though. Uh, Garrett and Ashley are having a staring contest. Just a real nice connection. <laughs> love it, love it. Garrett proclaims that he just wants the night to be over. And, like, I have to say, I think Ashley and Garrett are the only two characters I'm rooting for. <laughs> At this point, yeah, I think that would be it for me as well. Yeah, like, I, I said... Like, yeah, Garrett signed up to pull whatever essentially was seen by this 12-year-old as a prank to maybe get his friend laid he had no fucking clue what the night was going to turn into this and yeah he's been helping but like what choice does he really have can he trust that once he stops helping luke won't kill him too and you know prison that's fucking scary to a child like i just feel really bad for him at this point yeah for real like poor kid just was trying to help a friend out and now all of a sudden potentially he's gonna have a fucking murder rap like yeah like i hold no like anger towards Garrett. I no. only hold sympathy for him. Oh yeah, I agree. Ashley is also trying to use sympathy with Garrett, which maybe seems to be working. Cut back to Luke and Jeremy, which Luke is trying to get Jeremy to quote unquote apologize via a written confession, which is never a good sign. Uh, no, never. It's becoming clear that he's framing this like Jeremy showed up while Ashley was partying with her current boyfriend and he went off and, like, killed Ricky, beat up Ashley, and then what? Committed suicide? Twelve-year-old, man. (laughs) I think it's some crazy shit. (laughs) Ashley again is trying to convince Garrett that friends don't do this. Like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) And if he unties her, they can run and call the cops. Jeremy finishes writing his apology note and is like, yeah, fucking Shakespeare, bro. Uh-huh. I'm like, shut up. But he looks up to find Luke is gone. Bro kicks that black cat from earlier, which is rude as fuck. Yeah, for real. 
And then Luke runs up behind Jeremy and throws throws a noose on him before pushing him out of the swing. He's choking and reaching for something. The pen, I guess. Don't know how that's going to help when we find out that Luke fucking hooked up the rope to a riding lawnmower and begins to slowly hang Jeremy from the tree. I was gonna say, cause like, he was in a swing and swings don't sit that far from the ground, so like, how the hell is he? <laughs> now that makes a lot more sense. Yep. I said, I know I said I don't care if he died, but literally watching him gag and die was still rough and they weren't afraid to show that death. Oh no. They also then cut to the black cat purring, which to me makes me feel like they're continuing to perpetuate black cat stereotypes and that's not cool. Yeah, for real though. That's not. I know that's a side note and not a pressing issue at all, but it made me mad. (laughs) No, I feel that because I mean, I actually own a black cat, so like... Yeah. Let's not let's not continue these stereotypes because my cat is the sweetest thing in the world. Right, and I love black cats. So yeah. I'm like, shut up. Don't do that. For real. Luke, you know, begins cleaning up his mess again. He puts the mower away in the shed and then we pan over to see the note that Jeremy wrote, which says, word for word, Dear Ashley, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me for everything I've done. I love you so much, Jeremy. Oh my gosh. Which, of course, does sound like a suicide note. Right. We see, we now see that Garrett is actually in the process of cutting Ashley's binds off and promising that he's going to fix this. I don't know if I believe you, but good luck. I'm rooting for you. I said I have a very sick feeling in my gut that Garrett isn't, Garrett isn't living much past this point. Yeah, I don't think so either. Oh, and then he seals it with a... It wasn't supposed to be like this. I'm really sorry, Ashley, and kisses her on the cheek. Bro, if Luke saw that, you are definitely dead. Yeah, for real, though. Like, you'd be straight dead. I am correct, as all of a sudden, Garrett gets shot in the side and goes fucking flying. Oh my god. Yep. I'm assuming that although the pistol might not have been loaded, the shoddy actually was. And I was also correct that Luke literally only shot him because he was touching Ashley. And he immediately blames Garrett, look what you made me do, okay, Taylor Swift. (laughs) Look what you made me do. (laughs) (laughs) I said, okay, like, honestly, though, so I, obviously I write a script when I'm watching the movie so that I actually, like, can retell it properly. You can see where my headspace is with this movie. Yeah. Like, word for word, this is what I typed. Oh god, this like actually really hurt my heart. Fuck. Garrick is like dying and I and starts calling for help. He goes to say, I want my mom, and Luke shoots him in the face, killing him instantly. Oh my god, this whole movie I'm sitting here screaming about how they're fucking children. But in that moment, like, oh my god, I want to cry. We literally just watched a twelve year old get executed. Like that yeah, hurts. No, for real. Like that's that's a whole ass child. Like we've been saying it this whole time, they're children, but like he asked for his mother in that moment. Yeah. And that just, that hurts. Yeah. Oh my god. I cannot. Oh. I said, Ashley is just as horrified as I am. And I said, I'm actually sick to my stomach. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I honestly, I kind of, like a, a pit dropped in my stomach when you said that. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. Just, just wait till you watch it. I don't know if it's I worst. want to. <laughs> <laughs> I said Luke's really a psycho because he goes from pissed to, t- to calm justification in a few short short breaths. Holy fuck. He even goes on to say, 
that it that him killing Garrett was fine because Garrett was starting to annoy him. Oh my god, that is not how life works, bro. Luke decides to sit next to Ashley. She says, you were never going to let me go, were you? And he says, guilty, and then snuggles against her like you did with the horror movie. He starts suddenly, like, monologuing. He's like, he doesn't- I don't sleep well anymore because my mom stopped tucking me in and, like, holding me, and it used to make me feel so safe, and I don't know why she stopped. Mm. And Ashley is crying because- what the fuck else are you going to do in this situation? And she says she knows exactly why his mom stopped. Luke is like desperate for the answer, demanding for her to say something, even if that's, even if that she's disappointed or like wants her mom or something. And then while standing behind her, he pulls out a fucking switchblade. Oh my God. This kid is fucking crazy, dude. What is he planning on doing with all these bodies, bro? There's like six of them. (laughs) Yep. There's a lot of them, that's for sure. He is sadistic because he waits to kill until people are literally begging for their lives. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's that's something that only crazy, absolutely insane people do, and I... So, even though she doesn't say anything, because she's not going to give him the satisfaction, he stabs her in the neck with a switchblade. I can't tell if it's pleasure he's deriving from that or what, but he says goodnight and kisses her head before flinging the knife on the table. We then see him cleaning up the rest of the mess that he made, the wire and the paintball gun. He's putting paint and the bloody knife and Jeremy's dead body and, like, all of Jeremy's DNA on the murder weapon, so clearly framing Jeremy. Right. He then because he's a child, literally slaps Jeremy's dead hand in a high five because he's fucking proud of himself. He's so... He's absolutely insane. There's no other... Oh my god. He's literally listening to a Christmas song and dancing around. We see he's been tracking his parents' location on the phone, um, so he sees how many miles away they are from the house so he can time everything perfectly. Of course. He's using gloves, so none of his DNA is on anything. He returns the pistol to his dad's side of the bed. We now learn that the spider that kept freaking Ashley out is straight up his pet spider. Oh, love that. That's why the spider goes where it needs to be. Because we see him returning the spider to its cage. Mm, Love that. Yep. He gets ready for bed. And then suddenly remembers the hole in Ricky's cheek, which obviously can't be tied to the sleepwalking night-night pencil. So he grossly goes and sticks a different pencil into the decimated face of Ricky, and then drops it into a pile of the bloody paint. Of course. Very logical. Very logical. At at this point, I'm beyond pissed, and I literally wrote, I would just also like to say I'm calling bullshit if he's going to pretend he was tucked away safe this whole time and even his friend got murdered in his house. I'm also going to be pissed if his parents fucking believe him. I'm so mad. Like, he literally sets up his bedroom as if all this happened after he was tucked in for the night and he was just never disturbed. Never mind the fact that everyone who died in that house knows of his existence and wouldn't have fucking left him as a goddamn witness also true and here's the other part of that how are you gonna say you were happily tucked away in bed how are you gonna put that pencil back on your door he tries to oh but he doesn't get it obviously so then what's the excuse for that actually he does how (laughs) 
Let me continue. (laughs) (laughs) I also feel so bad for the parents because what a fucking scene to walk back in on. Oh my god, yeah, leaving your house expecting a babysitter and your kid to be fine to come back and seeing four fucking bodies? Like, what the hell? Yeah, like, you literally left to go to a Christmas party and you come home and the first thing you see is Ricky's dead-ass body with the paint can. That's, oh my god. Because that's literally in their foyer. That's so terrible, dude. Yeah. I said, okay, also, I know they're going to pull the hole. Well, he was asleep on sleep medicine. Of course, he wasn't aware of anything that happened in the house. Fuck you. (laughs) Honestly, though, like, fuck that excuse, dude. Ugh. Terrible excuse. Correct. I said, I sleep with medication and fucking earplugs, but you can guarantee that I would... Wake up to a goddamn shotgun blast in my fucking house. Like, I'm literally so pissed Right, yeah. Now. A shotgun blast or even a paint can hitting a fucking skull. Like, you're gonna fucking hear that, bro. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> I said, you know what? This is also why I couldn't have kids. Because not only would I fear for their safety, but if something like this ever happened, I wouldn't be able to believe that they did not participate in some way, shape, or form. Right, yeah, because, like, kids are fucking crazy, and they have the stupidest ideas until you tell them no, that's dumb. Yeah, I said true crime and horror has ruined me. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> ah, another clear and understanding motive now was to scare his mother into cuddling him at night again so he can feel safe, the fucking psycho. Because, of course, you know, the the parents enter the house and dead bodies and their immediate reaction is like, My baby! Right, yeah, my baby! Is he okay? Yeah. So basically what happened is, is he was trying to get the pencil on the door and shutting the door from the inside of his bedroom, but it kept falling off, obviously. Right. So he closed the be- his bedroom door with the pencil from the hallway, then climbed out a window and climbed back in through his window. Mm, okay, that makes sense. And he should have been caught right. because his parents actually pulled up while he was on the roof of the house. Oh my gosh. And he was consistently knocking over Christmas decorations. The parents were arguing in the car. They didn't see shit. It- probably also drunk as fuck also true so whatever that's how he managed to close the door with a night night pencil that's so terrible oh my gosh yep (laughs) so we see you know his mom run up and like hug him and being like i love you so much i'll never let you go blah 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 he's he's still pretending like he was asleep for the whole thing he's like what happened (laughs) like fuck you motherfucker fuck you buddy And then we hear the paramedics say, this one's still alive. Oh, shit. Who's still alive? I said, ha ha, fucking psycho. Ashley is final girling it, you motherfucking asshole. Can't wait for you to end up in prison. Yeah. Ashley slapped some motherfucking duct tape on her knife wound to stem the blood. (laughs) Who are we, Nicolas Cage? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I was like i was like finally the duct tape came to good use <laughs> i said bad bitch final girl couldn't be me <laughs> couldn't couldn't be us never could be us <laughs> she so he heard the paramedic scream about someone being alive and he was like oh fuck 
And he's watching out his bedroom window as she's getting loaded into the ambulance. So she literally flips him off. I figured that was going to be how that worked. I was like, she's going to be loaded in and just... Yeah, fuck him. I, I said she literally flips him off as she's being loaded into the ambulance because got you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Going to juvie, motherfucker. And then the So prison. then, joy to the world begins playing. Joy to the world. Yes. <laughs> And then we see an after credit end scene where he looks to his mom and he says he's worried about Ashley and wants to go to the hospital to see her. Uh Uh-oh. And I said, but like, what the fuck is he going to pull a scream for and try to kill her in the fucking hospital? Right, yeah. Is that what the plan is here, dude? (laughs) Like, what? And then that's the end. That's the end of the movie. His parents let him watch too many horror movies. (laughs) The, these are all the last things I have to say about the movie. Alright, alright, alright. Give them to me. Overall, what the fuck was this movie? <laughs> if it had been the premise I went into it with, I would have been really happy right now. Be Honestly, I'm really pissed and just sick to my stomach because holy fuck. Like, I can't stand children being victims or perpetrators in movies. So for me, this is a zero out of five. I would never watch this movie again. I honestly don't even want to watch it for the first time, but I'm going to for you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I said there were not enough moments that made me laugh to make up for the moments that truly upset me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. For sure going to make my boyfriend watch it with me because I'm not watching this by myself. I'm so sorry you did that. (laughs) I said, I'm also questioning where Luke came up with this plan. Like, was this always his plan? Or was this the plan B he'd already decided if plan A failed? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I was like, so if plan A had succeeded, would this whole movie not have happened? Or would it still have gone down the exact same way, except he got some ass? Well, I mean, he is a psychopath, so it probably could have ended up not in the exact same way, but it could have ended up in a similar way. But that's that's what I'm trying to understand, though, because if... Plan A was his original plan. Did he have a backup plan? Or was all of this his original plan? Because this was a lot of shit to put together in a short amount of time. I don't know if it was necessarily his original plan because, like, Garrett only knew about the, the, like, the burglary, I guess you could say, or, like, the the threatening. So I I don't think that it would have been his original plan. I think he went off the rails when he realized he was having too much fun. Fair, but then does that mean that he had a this as a plan B, or is this literally all off the top of his head? Because it is way too thought out. That's a good question. It might be a mixture of both. It could be something that he's thought about doing in the past, because like we had talked about, Ashley's been his babysitter for about four years now. So it yeah. could have been something that he's like, he's just, these are his inner intrusive thoughts about killing Ashley's exes and her boyfriends and stuff like that because he just doesn't want them in her life and then and then Garrett comes into play the shotgun had to have been random there's no way that he planned on killing Garrett he definitely did that in a fit of rage yeah for sure so then it 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 comes back it also comes back to me thinking was that poison he was going to give her or really was it a drug that like a roofie that would make her forget 
I don't know. Is it, well, I mean, he said he got it on the playground, so it could have been a roofie. Yeah, but he was he was just being a, a sardonic well, asshole. I know, but like he's also got oxy and stuff like that, so he could have gotten roofies with oxy, which the oxy might have been That's his fair. parents. But yeah, in retrospect, he had several options for oxy for Garrett to take, so he probably bought oxy and roofies. I guess, but I I just. Like, like I said, it's not like this movie had a shit ton of plot holes. Right. I, I'm just, like, There's how just not enough thought backstory. out was this? Right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I got you. So, I said I'm probably being too harsh on it, to be honest, but, like, I was expecting a funny movie where the bad guys got got, but, like, right. a kid. Yeah. Not a kid being a bad guy with, like, a couple of chuckles. Like, it's just not my kind of horror movie. Yeah. Uh, for sure not prepared for it, but I will give my honest opinion about it when I watch it. I will, I promise. <laughs> so, we did ultimately have, let's see, we had Ricky, Garrett, Jeremy die. Ashley didn't actually die. So yeah, so in total there was three three deaths. Three kills. Three kills. And the hamster, if you want to count that. <laughs> I mean, the poor hamster, not to mention... Who knows how many other dead animals, because, like we talked about, that's one of the traits of a true psychopath, is killing small animals as a kid. That's very fucking true. But yeah, that was the movie. (laughs) That's for sure, like, not any part of what I was expecting for that movie, so that'll be... Absolutely not. That trailer puts you in a completely different headspace. Oh my gosh. That's gonna be something that... Oh man, I... Like, can you imagine how many other trailers for movies are so, like, off-putting? Or not off-putting, but, like, Mm -hmm. they trick you on purpose to, like, make sure that you have no idea what this movie's about? Like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Marvel actually has a history of doing that. That's true. um, With, like, what, Thor Ragnarok or whatever? Yeah. They were showing that he had both his eyes, but he actually lost one and shit like that. Yeah. So, so it's not unusual, but when it comes to horror movies, like, it does something to you. It's just, it's a completely different feel for the horror movie, because you're like, oh, I, like, you expect one thing, and that's where they get you with horror movies, is because you're expecting something, and they're like, oh, no, 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 you don't, you don't get to expect something with us horror movies, you have to, you get surprised. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> that's why I literally texted you at, like, 3am, and was like, the trailer is nothing! <laughs> <laughs> I had just watched this 12-year-old murder a bunch of people. Oh I was my like, God. bruh. She said, no, this is insane. You don't understand. <laughs> so we hope that you guys kind of enjoy this style of she gets to experience it kind of live. <laughs> and uh, I hope you guys just enjoy, like, having a co-host now and everything i think that this is gonna go really fantastic just to have a fun time also janet you've picked out the next movie if you want to tell them yeah i um i decided to pick out it was this i was just scrolling through peacock which obviously i know we've got several movies on peacock but it's probably one of the newer things out for us so that's why we consistently have stuff there but um the movie i picked out is called the innkeepers um it's basically just about this inn it's an older place it's accommodating its final guest before it shuts down 
and their final employees are now hunting for ghosts after the final guests leave. Um, the trailer looks quite interesting. It's really just about them hunting for ghosts and trying to see them and hear them and all this other stuff. And I'm, I'm so interested to see how it actually turns out. Agreed. So Janet will have watched Better Watch Out by the time we record next, and she will give you guys her honest opinion if she agrees, if she disagrees, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we will recount the innkeepers for you all. And that's our show. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to see where we go from here. And I am going to be dead honest. I'm really not excited to watch this movie. Give you guys my opinion. I'll probably have the same one as Rose. But, you know, we will... We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) At least doing it in this style, you're going into it knowing exactly what to expect. That's a true statement. I do like that aspect of it. So if there's really something that would truly, like, trigger you, you can kind of know that that's coming up. Right, yeah. And I can be like, okay, no, I'm gonna... I'm gonna look away yeah. for a second. <laughs> Versus me, I just get to experience it all fresh. <laughs> right, yeah. It'll, it, it's fine. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm gonna go ahead and say farewell, Ghost Gang. Janet? Adios, Ghost Gang. I hope you guys have a great day. Hope you guys had great holidays, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Adios. Hey there, Rose from the future again. We definitely forgot to do our outro properly. I apologize. We're still working on fixing those kinks. So I wanted to let you know our socials. Email us at nafgpod at gmail.com. Twitter at nafgpod. Instagram at notafinalgirlpod. TikTok at nafgpod. And Twitch, notafinalgirl. We stream horror games sometimes. Also, any clips that was inserted into the episode are not ours. They are from the movie directly, so credit to the writers and directors there. And also, our final clip in the outro is, I'm gonna say is my feelings on this movie pulled from the movie. Basically, never again. (laughs) Anyway, bye everybody. You're not gonna shoot me, Luke. Sorry, kiddo. I'm not involving anyone else in your bullshit. No, I'm not again with the duct tape. A thousand and one uses for duct tape.